For the record and for the benefit of any future legal case, Russell Brand. <laughs> Radio X. Welcome to Russell Brand on Radio X. This is the Russell Brand podcast. You can, well, you don't need to know how to download it. You've already downloaded it. I mean, you're listening to it. There's no point advertising something that's actually happening now. Did you listen to us live when we were on between 11 and 1 last Sunday? Or are you deciding to listen to us now with control and power? Joining me, as always, it's Mr. Matt Morgan. Hello, oh, Matt. Hello. Oh, nice talking to you. And as well, there's Mr. G. How are you doing? Good to speak to you, yeah. both of you. I'd like to do a show that was a bit more like that, would you? What, sort of serious? Yeah, low energy. Yeah. yeah. So this week we've been looking at... Yes. Yeah, quite nice. And on the week where Theresa May announced, like that sort of tone. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like a snooker commentary, though. Yeah, it sounds like you're having to be quiet. Right. Right, OK. Yeah, look, he's just Listen, queuing up like the this... black... Oh, God. Well, I've crept up behind Jimmy White, <laughs> and I've got my hand in the small of his back. He's about to take a shot now. I'm just lowering it into the cleft of his bottom. <laughs> Leave the snooker players alone. Russell Brand on Radio X. This is an email. Morning, Russ. I took my mum to watch you in Margate, says Alex. You were funny. A girl gave you a woolen vagina on behalf of her friend. Where is it now? I'm not at liberty to answer that question, my man. Lay by. Fluid. Oh, my God. You can say it's on the on That's true, it's on the podcast. You can say that. I mean, it's not true. You did cunt full of spunk. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, there is no regulation. Oh, That's no regulation. what happens. That's what happens when you deregulate Matt Morgan. And I, Russell yeah. Brand, stand here on the other side of a technical desk on some higher ground. Well, that's some lovely... Do you know what it says there? Take it easy and say hello to Matt. <laughs> Matt, a man who's just made an unacceptable quip. On last week's show, says Jamie and Laura from Worthing, you told us how putting a house spider outside is to condemn that creature to uh, death. Uh, and likewise, if you brought a garden spider in, ooh, like, this is a sort of an argument for segregation in the arachnoid world. It's actually making me think of a children's book I'm going to write about a house spider and a garden spider. Ooh. In fact, a movie. House spider <laughs> and a garden spider. They can never... It's a bit like having a like long-distance relationship. Yeah, they can't... They're not allowed. Oh, they love they can't live other. in the garden. They can't live in the house. Oh, God, this, I'm already tearing up. Could they live in the gap between the double glazing? Is that the conclusion? That's how the movie ends. Oh, thank God, because I, I just want to see those two spiders together. There's a together. vacuum in that gap. They die. And they oh, get in God, there. Why, God, this, these poor spiders, why can't they just get together? Well, they're probably crossing species, so they probably shouldn't be encouraged. Matt, why does this conversation keep straying back to eugenics? And also, it reminds races. me... races. I said species. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. are you saying? You want to have sex with a chicken? Why not? <laughs> I've burned out my woolen vagina. I'll tell you that. But like, um, like um, what this reminds me of, and uh, thank God we've got a black person here with us, is a, a speech. Am that, I? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, I'm afraid I'll you've been categorised. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm X's famous speech about uh, house slaves and uh, garden yeah. slaves. Can we use that? Can or we is use that, that? going to be too What's heavy? How, what's, what well, Malcolm it? X, I think, was saying that... Saying was, that the, the ones that, in the plantation, you had the ones that worked on the field, and then you had the ones that were brought into the house and so the ones that were brought into the house the slaves were brought into the house they affiliated themselves with the master so if the master's house burnt down they'd say our house has burnt down if the master was sick they say what's the matter boss we sick whereas the field slaves they wanted the house to burn down and they wanted the master to be sick and they wanted the master to die 
so that we could learn to love our chains. They're saying that in sort of slavery, if you're given approximation to power, or I would say in a sort of, an, I'm not uh, suggesting that I can one second understand slavery or even interracial politics as a, a, a person that's in the dominant power group of a white person in a European country. But the idea that we affiliate ourselves with power, if we're given enough trinkets and comforts, we will not challenge the power structure. Well, that's how the class is. I'd l- want to live in the house, but still want him to die. <gasps> you sneak! Oh, you're, you're going to ruin this bloody plantation for the rest of us. You're a, they call a Nat Turner. That's what you are, man. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. that? What's that mean? Well, that was the, the film Birth of a Nation, where Nat Turner he was like he was favoured by the the slave masters to go around to other plantations yeah. and preach the word of God. But, but he, he started to take the word of God and then appropriated that the slaves were the lost children of Israel. Ooh, we found a subtext yeah. in the Bible and used that to inspire people. And if well, you do that, you'd be in the house and yeah. just be like, yes, yes, oh God, yes. Oh, you did as well, master. Hello, or whatever. Yeah. But secretly... But I guess it just goes to show to that the way societies, societies are placed together that there are physical chains and there are mental chains. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? I do understand because I think the mental chains is what we like again we can't under uh, can't begin to understand what the, you know, what's been described there the, the horrors of slavery but like we are all subject to mental chains and mental limitations and what's allowed and what's not allowed we're conditioned in oh it's good to live like this we're told primarily not to imagine new worlds not to imagine new ways of being that it's not even possible that the idea of just working a lot less or the idea of having sort of longer weekends more leisure time using technology to benefit the masses instead of the few that idea just all i heard was russell compare black people to spiders <laughs> <laughs> that's all i heard don't worry man i'm burning this house down right? <laughs> no one's in charge we've let's put that i mean it does we've no one's in charge on the russell brand show <laughs> no one there's uh, the thing about the russell brand show is it's an equal opportunities <laughs> employer it's run it's democratic master of the russell brand show. <laughs> old russell brand wouldn't have that he wants the best for his children he sees us benignly and benevolently. Yeah, no, you're quite right. We've talked a lot about power struggles in this show. Later on, we're going to be uh, talking to Woody Harlson, who agreed with me that he's been mispronouncing his name for his entire life. <laughs> Why do you have to have this lie, that well, this weird timeline, where we're doing this after the show, mm. but we tease the show Because this up. bit will be put in at the beginning. I know that, but why don't we just say, we've done the show, it's coming up in a minute. Ooh, man. Ooh, yeah. You're really scrambling my brains now, baby. (laughs) Ooh, yeah, you're bringing down the system. And for a minute ago, you wanted to be a house slave. You can bloody well sleep in the shed, my man. (laughs) (laughs) The spiders. (laughs) Yeah, with the spiders. For the shed spiders, which are, again, their own category. Um, Yeah, no, I don't mind, Matthew. I don't think it matters what we say, really. I mean, you used the C word about ten minutes ago. Terrible. I don't know what you were thinking. Hold on, back to spiders, if you dare. No. Now, I don't know why. <laughs> why anyone in their right mind is bringing spiders indoors. I wouldn't bring a spider indoor. But knowing that a death sentence is to put it on the outside, it's left my wife. Oh, this person's had to face this reality. Despite being terrified of the eight-legged freaks, we wouldn't wish to inflict harm on a fellow creature of the earth. So we came up with a perfect solution. Stop masturbating. <laughs> I'm enjoying this email. <laughs> so we trap the spider, <laughs> pop it through your neighbour's letterbox. Stop pop it through your neighbour's letterbox. <laughs> That's right, just post a spider. Lots of love, Jamie and Laura from Worthing. Okay, so they're saying a solution is post it to someone else's house. It's someone else's problem. How did house spiders do survive yeah, before people had before houses. they had houses. They must have evolved. Hold on, this is evidence of evolution. Darwin was right! I've told you before and i tell you again, there's no such thing in, as an afterlife. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. There's definitely an afterlife. But then there's probably been, you know, settlements and human habitation that they've been sneaking into. For yeah, but I'm, I'm talking sneaking like, in. let's say like, a, like what, 200,000 years ago? Pats! 
caves. Putts. Wigwabs. Putts. I said hats. <laughs> and if I can't talk proper, I'm evolving language. Hansen. I'm rowing. I'm rhyming. Caves, maybe. Yeah, caves. Or old, like, trees that are sort of... Hollowed out. Hollowed There's out a like, shaman in it slumped it's in the corner. It's warm in there. Mate, it can be warm if you cuddle up your blankets. Look, stop attacking the ancients, the prehistorics, the spiders and their relationship. You're always trying to bring them down. Oh, they wouldn't be able to make their caves warm enough. Yes, they the garden would. spiders must see house spiders as little techno whiz kids. Hey, baby, gotta go. Frappuccino on me. Checking my watch on each of my eight arms. Well, well, got around. Oh, hello there, me lord. How's it going in that there house? Stay away from me, you fool. They must, mustn't they? Yeah. Uh, which would you rather be, a garden spider or a house spider? I'd like to put one of each in a jar. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. see who wins. See if one of the wins a fight. Why are they going to fight? Why can't they just put it halfway across then the threshold? Then they'll the become door, jar so spiders. No, yeah. Mm. Well, jar spiders, a new species. Oh, I like that. Jar rule, baby. Jar rule. <laughs> it's time now for a new species of spider. Come together right now over arachnoids. Well, you could post spiders for each other's uh, letterboxes if you want to, but you don't have to. You're free. You're free to express yourself. Okay. Uh, mm, oh, hello, hip bones of the new cleavage, say Sam. With the Kendall Je- when Kendall Jenner hit the red carpet at the Mu- Much Music Video Awards, it was hard not to take notice of her lesser-seen body part, her hip bones. Did you see this, Matt? I don't look at the internet. Ever, but I've been no. seeing these pictures of Kim, her cousin, is it? I don't know. The Kardashians. And celebrities are making oh. hip cleavage a big thing. How can you have a cleavage on a hip? Essentially, instead of showing off the bust above, celebs are showing off the hip bone and below as the sexy new style statement. The look has been seen everywhere, from Instagram to the red carpet. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere, but well, how can it go anywhere? What's next? <laughs> Vaginal cleft? A penis? It happens, doesn't it? There was underboob, side boob, camel toe, wrinkly knees, yeah, camel toe. crinkles. Get... Remember those guys, or is that a type of chip? <laughs> hey, get rid of those crinkles! Not on my life, you bloody well won't. I love my canes. You can get a camel toe pair of pants now that yeah. women are wet because the camel toes now become attractive. What's wrong with this planet that John the Baptist lived on so well? John Cameltoe Baptist. He would ne- <laughs> there comes one with a far greater camel toe than me. Let me tell you, who will bestow upon you great... The male secrets. version is called a moose knuckle. Oh, I don't Whoa. like any of this. How do you know this? What? How do you know this? Moose knuckle porn. <laughs> Hip bones of the new cleavage. Moose knuckle are going to make you feel fine. What do you feel about Kim Kardashian's bum? And I know that we're I not, not that kind to, of radio show. I don't look podcast. at it. I can't look at it. It's bizarre. She's done that with what, injections or something? What's happened to it now? It's huge. And it doesn't even... I say hats off to it and put it in charge of something. It Give bro- it a job it in the government. It broke the internet, didn't it? it? broke the internet when she airbrushed it, but then we've seen the she real thing. She broke an internet. Yeah. It's horrible. Oh, you don't care for it? No, you wouldn't like it if you saw it. What's wrong with it? Dimples? It's like it's from another person's body. It's been, it's put on not there. Look in yeah, but that's what's good about those kind of things. Fetishism. Fetish uh, originally coming from the idea of a religious fetish, an article of faith or devotion upon which to project ideas. From? Yeah, a yeah, religious does, fetish. Yeah. So, like, it's like so a, dis, a sort of uh, like it's interesting that in some forms of fetish, it's like enlarged buttocks or bosoms are what's found attractive because it's like it's separate from the body and it's about yeah. objectification, isn't it? So, it's very separateness from the female anatomy probably makes it easier to project these kind of <clears> animalistic. Impulses yeah, but you don't like those no. uh, women in Africa, the tribes who stretch their neck or, oh, yeah, their the lip or something like that. If, that if that's been set up as a thing that's, that's sexy that in your neck. culture, right? That's all right. I know. I mean, it in makes Kardashian's you wonder. bum, apparently the problem with it is it's 
medically created, right? Mm-hmm. So she's giving little girls or young women or whatever. Or young boys that want a nice big round bum. Who wants a big round bum when you're a little boy? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Mine's flat as a pancake, bloody little thing. It is. So you fine. said once it was like old Steptoe's bum. You came in my house once and I was doing a wee. Oh, and you went, didn't you? Yeah, I did actually, because it was upsetting. I was doing a wee wee. And he was doing a wee in the toilet. Or the sink, wasn't it? Oh, I think God. it was the toilet, actually. Okay. But, you know, I mean, the fact that you couldn't even remember which one you weed in. I was doing house, the sink. It's easier. It's um, higher, and I think it's less worries for the waste of water. There was no butter. <laughs> Why are you looking at me for, like, validation? Because I look to you for validation at times like this. And what do I get? Naught! You didn't have much of a bum. But then I've I know, not had much I know. of a bum. I've been working on it. I've been doing. I've been lunging like mad yesterday. Not in the gym, just at strangers. <laughs> <laughs> but my buttocks are getting how'd stronger by it, the moment. How do you, how'd you uh, expand the buttock with exercise? Lunge, lunges. That's your lunge. quads, isn't it? You lunge. Right. You squat. You do what's what. <laughs> Sorry, a better button for all of us. I've been lunging. I've been squatting. I've been doing a lot. My bum really, really hurts, Matthew. And that's the truth. <laughs> because of that, is it? <laughs> no, it's not because Complete. of that. I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so, gents. That was a good link we just done there. We're masterful at this. We should. I think we should be earning more money and getting more prestige and power. Don't you think? I agree. Honestly, yeah, in your heart hearts, well, the boss is here. <laughs> Matt Delafoe's in the room with us, king of Radio X. And he's, shake, he's not offered us a penny, a penny more for this. Great. We've doubled the listenership, doubled them. I've seen other podcasts shooting up the charts because we've created a headwind, a real headwind for Radio X. But we've not seen a farthing more of we it. Not number, what number are we? Oh, at? we're dropping down that chart like a stone, Matt. We're in free fall. Never seen anything like it. It's like something that's been discarded from a jet that's going down. Whoosh, it goes plunging into the sea like an ice cube it, full of... Down? frozen urine um, yeah it's plummeting we've got to get it back up the charts <laughs> now tell your friends and family but the Arch- iTunes charts is apparently arbitrary doesn't make sense it's not based on any rationale or wisdom or listening. wait till we're number one and you might be saying that no I won't That'd I'll be, be saying we're scream of the crop we rise to the top etc 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 morning Russell Matt G Noel he's not in here he's a bloody rabble rouser but we had Woody Arson or did we and any rogue bigots who may wander in over the course of the show rogue bigots of course is a reference to a friend of the show Katie Price. I am an English teacher. Good work. And I decided to do a general knowledge quiz. Why not? With my 11-year-old class this week. Below is a section selection of my favourite answers from pupils. Question. And this is from Leonie Burns, Manchester. That was a separate thing. Leonie Burns, Pools, Manchester. What is the name of the fifth Harry Potter book? Answer. Harry Potter 5. Q. What is the thimbles used for? Answer. Monopoly. Q. What animal can have a breed called tabby? Answer, dog, cross with a bear. Are you getting all this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the national flower of Holland? Answer, marijuana. And my personal favourite, why was Mary Curie famous for the song All I Want for Christmas Is You? She was, of course, I think a philanthropist and she put money into the old cancer. Oh, ra- 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 radiation therapy. Yeah. Uh, she was not a philanthropist, she was a scientist, yeah. was she? Yeah, her and her husband. Oh, like you too. They're a husband and wife team, like Torval and Dean. Oh, cutting it up on the ice, are you? Yes. So the point is, children say the funniest things. Yeah, and they do. Why are you trying to set me up for that? I'm just saying. <laughs> children say the funniest things. Yeah, I'm trying to help out that email, give it some uh, closure. Yeah, it some Go closure. like, Thank yes, you. children do say funny things. Ah. And funnily, that true is that though. You wait till uh, your children do say talking. the funniest thing. 
Yeah. You wait till she starts. She seems like stuff. she's trying to say something now. Oh, she's, she, well, how Could she I now? be reared elsewhere? <laughs> <laughs> she said with perfect clarity in a piping voice. <laughs> she stood up and said, "No, she's five months. No, nearly six months." I was doing a, um, a workshop with um, these, like I think they're like year sixes, year sevens, and I was getting them to write poems about the future. And so one kid he wrote about the future that there would be an iPhone 57 that can fly up into the sky like a hundred meters above his head. And then I said to him, well, how are you going to answer it? And he goes, ah, that's the iPhone 58. <laughs> what a lovely kid. <laughs> it's like he set hey, you up. He rolled you over. What's this thing, Ice TG? You were going to tell us about something. Yeah, well, it's, it's the... You work, said something about Swansea scorpions. Working, working with the pensioners, as I am. Um, we, I was sitting G down. works with pensioners in a yeah. third What's theater the group? politically correct term for... Senior citizens? Duffers. <laughs> Duffers. Yeah. I was working with some Duffers. Some nearly dead oxygen thieves. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was some bygones. What I, what some I'm, yesteryears. What I'm meant to do? Some, whoops! Where's me wallet? What I'm meant to do is I'm meant to sit down and like write poems with them and stuff like that. So I was trying to read a poem to this guy, and he wasn't interested. This old Welsh dude, and so he said to me, "You know, let me tell you a story about you know where I'm from. He's from Swansea, and he said that like I think eighteen something they were going to build a church in Swansea." And it was up to two architects to bid to get to build it. And the one architect that got it was hated by the other one. So the other one said, right, I'm going to build a, like a pub across the road from this church. Right. And I'm going to put a devil that looks out on your church. Ooh. Right. Ooh. And so he built this little pub and he put a little devil that looked out on the church. And then he put a curse on the church. And he said that like the when everything falls apart, my devil will still be standing. Yeah. So then during the Second World War, when this guy who I was talking to was a little kid, Swansea got absolutely flattened by the Nazis, right? The place that we know as Swansea isn't actual Swansea. What is it's, it? It's, it's been moved. Swansea's been moved about, can't just up, move Swansea. about a mile up the road, no. right? No, and so Bombed it up the road. Swansea... <laughs> That's what I did last Friday. Swansea got absolutely flattened. The church got flattened, but that little pub with the devil remained. Hail Satan! No, not hail Satan. Satan's done a lot of wrong. It's called the Swansea Devil. And when he when he said it to me, I was just like, I love this story. Oh my God, this is an amazing story. Do you right? think it's is it really a devil, or is it sort of just some sort of mischief sprite, or is it Pan? I think it's pagan. Probably, it's probably God. more Pan. I, I don't know what it looks like. Yeah, because I don't like the idea oh. of an embodiment of evil flourishing. We can't change over. his story. Yeah. Can we a bit? Exactly. Come on, let's change it a bit. Yeah. It's Pan. It's Pan. He's the spirit of revelry and fun. He's an Actually, agent of chaos. Having said that, but like there was a, there's a lot of uh, places I think. Coventry Cathedral, places like that, yep. where I don't know if the, they were trying to avoid them, but they probably weren't. Funny, unless they was, unless the German bombers were a bit like, well, let's not do the cathedral. Oh, that, that's going to go us in a lot of trouble. But there's a lot of places that Take that survived, children's home! Especially in France as well, I think. There was like lots of churches and cathedrals that survived when everything around them were bombed. Now you'll say that's because of God. I do love the Lord, but and Hitler comes in for a lot of flack. Some might say, quite <laughs> rightly, because of the old genocides. But they do say there's this thing that there was that some one of the general that he stuck in charge of Paris, like there, there was uh, when the German retreat was happening. There was bombs rigged all over like Notre Dame and all like sort of beautiful yeah. Parisian monuments, and he got the order blow this stuff up, and he never done it. And to this day, that German Nazi general is connected. And it's for things like this that the internet was invented. Is that true, Jen? Could you just check? German general doesn't blow up. Uh, Lynn, take this down. <laughs> German general, idea for show. German general doesn't blow up <laughs> Nazi Paris. No, but it's a thing I heard once. Notre, and, like Google Notre Dame Nazi. Nazi. Not burned. Not uh, booby trap. No, don't do Don't that. put booby. No. <laughs> put booby. Nazi booby. Don't Notre put Nazi Dame. booby, no. Do you no. know what Notre Dame means? Our... Uh, 
woman, our lady. Yes. Yeah? Yeah? I just wanted to test you. Why are you trying to test me on names of French cathedrals? What is this, man? You're going to say it meant hunchback or something. <laughs> Yo, you're always trying to trick me. You're always trying to bring me down. And all I've ever done is extended the arm of friendship and the groin of love in your general direction. All you've ever done is kick me up between the twixes. Hmm? Mm. Hey? Well... Were the Nazis, as I've said, a bunch of lovely guys or not? What has the internet got to say on it? Now, did that did that happen? That thing in Paris. Yeah, one guy disappeared. One guy in the Nazis was actually quite a nice chap. All right, so obviously the Nazis were bad. Well, Very I, that's bad. what annoys me about bloody bad. <laughs> but I mean, this there's a list of things that annoys me about ISIS, but. Destroying, <laughs> no, I would think so, Matthew. I destroying, mean, uh, you know, like Palmyra or whatever it's called, like mm. relics. And in um, is it Afghanistan? This was before. This was the Taliban. They blew up the two Buddhas, huge Buddhas carved out of the rock. Blew yeah. them up because they were they... idolatry to them. But isn't that what isn't that what conquerors do though? Yeah, blow up do. the idols yeah. of their predecessors. No yeah, different. I bet, right? Hold on. We, is no, there no, examples but I mean, of it, British empiricism yeah, destroying the deities in India, for example? Yeah, but or, or even in, even in this country, like the, mm. the, the the fact that you're trying to scramble for elements of paganism is because yep. when it was raised, it was raised, and that pub in Swansea that was like the devil. That all those those aesthetic references are not referenced in the Bible, are they? They're all drawn from pagan culture. Pan being a goat-legged creature having horns. That's that's not in the Bible. Russell won't let us mention Justin Lee Collins. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mention Justin Lee Collins on this show. He is the anti-Russell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the other ones? Alex Zane. Who else is there? Um, None of them. Russell Kane. Yeah. The few. Howard. No, I actually I like the Russells. The Russells, uh, we're united. No, we, used to, oh, we used to see Russell Howard on the back in the Six Music days. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, he's nice. And the other Russells. All the Russells are okay. Grant. Crow, Kane, Howard Brand together. It's Russell Five. <laughs> We're on an island. Who's going to be in charge? It's going to be Russell Crowe. Hopefully, Russell Crowe might get a bit drunk, and that's when I'll be able to turn the other Russells against him, possibly. Because we've been talking about Alpha Maldon. And on Russell Island, there's Russell Grant. Hello, I'll tell you the future. Russell, don't talk like that in front of Russell Crowe. He won't like it. Russell Howard and Russell Kane. Now, I think I can take those two out just from British hierarchical sort of understanding of, I don't know, sort of showbiz class strata, possibly. But Crowe. He's going to be the problem. Crow's feet. Now, if I can get Grant to distract him, Russell Grant, pop on this tutu. I need you to go all through through and distract <laughs> Crow just for a moment or tutu. Okay, you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> You've gone real serious. You know that now. you're saying this out loud. No, no. <laughs> I thought that was my mind language. Was this? <laughs> was that the vibrating lips? World? I think things like that, and what? then I can't stop thinking them. You know, what when you're like? at home and you're just, like you're tidying up, you're doing something, got yeah. a bit mind numbing. Mm. And then you start thinking. Tell me about it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, though? You can't stop like, thinking the rhymey words like that. No, 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 no. Just like it's like if if I was on an island with all those other yeah. people, then what? And just thinking, this is never. It's physically impossible. Some of them are dead. This Mindless. can't happen. Stop thinking about it. Yeah. And your Fruitless brain goes speculation. Get jealous of other mats, like he's getting jealous of other no, mats. No, no, I don't mean that. But like, just you I did mean that. puff yourself up a bit, mate. You changed your posture. You stood more in a more statesmanly way. What other mats are there? There's no other Matt. Matt Goss. Not like this, Matt. <laughs> oh, there's our boss, Matt. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Matt, Matt Defoe over there. <laughs> um, no. Mm. All right. Well, I'd call that a podcast, wouldn't you? 
We've really what we've done there is we've created additional content at no extra cost. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us and our podcast. If you did like it, why don't you force other people to download it till we get to the bottom of that meaningless chart that we don't even care about anyway? Thanks, guys. Yeah, have you enjoyed it? You too. I've loved mm. it. I've never loved anyone. Brilliant. More. Fantastic. I love you Best thing ever. Best British. Good place, you. Russell Brand. Radio. I believe you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. That's my my hope and indeed prayer is that this is Russell Brand on Radio X. It's a Sunday. Oh, my God, I can hear myself on feedback in my own ears. That's absolutely mental. Oh, that's because of your doing the delay. That's what that is. Right, okay, let me turn that down. Now, possibly we're on the radio now. Can you hear feedback in your ears? I can you hear what you just said a little while ago, but I don't right, think everyone else can because there's a, there's a delay. So the delay is turned up. We should put be the delay in because of last week. Right, well, okay, because of last week. The boss week, is there because it was delay. a bit shambolic, and now it's worse. <laughs> no, this is what happens when people make an effort, but it's going to be an incredible show. We've got actor Woody Harlson coming later. Woody Harlson. Harlson. People You've always said his name wrong. And now you're going to have to confront him. I believe that it's everyone else that's wrong and that I'm well, saying Woody Harlson correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They are the, the rest of the Harlsons, <laughs> they've been terribly misled. I'm here with Matt Morgan. I'm here with Mr. G. We're live on Radio X. Well, actually, we're not. We're 10 seconds later than live. <laughs> and that's causing us terrible complications because we're listening to what happens 10 seconds ago instead of what's happening now. When instead, people could have just said, don't swear. <laughs> we would have uh, diligently well, observed no, we wouldn't. It. There's been, it a, there's been a few mistakes with the old language. So. Last week was pretty fraught with misdemeanours. It, yeah, it, it was a challenging week. Yeah. And, but Apologies. this week, I see as a chance for real and genuine redemption yeah. for all of us. Well, no one would have heard that because there was a 10-second delay that we didn't know about. So they were like... Right. So actually, we're apologising. We'll apologise for stopping mid-sentence abruptly. I've <laughs> <laughs> just about enough of this... B- <laughs> Coming this up next, Purple Haze. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's extraordinary, isn't it? We've sort of like we were complaining about censorship, but now it's going to be like a, this is a surrealist poem. Matt, I'm sure you know, as a man who very nearly went to an art school, that the, the Dardaist <laughs> movement from uh, the university. <laughs> <laughs> the Dardaist movement started as a response to the First World War with the, the decree that if rationalism leads to World War One, then we don't need no rationalism, baby. Let's go Dada. Let's go surreal. Let's go crazy. And then World War Two happened. I mean, it wasn't a perfect <laughs> system, G. <laughs> like, no one said that Dadaism should be a prim- the primary political system by which we run the world. Now, uh, thankfully, what we've got coming is a, a young person called Elena who's uh, pressed a few switches. Elena, just to let us know, are we on the radio? Yes, yeah, you are. And uh, you're... We, right, so we can confirm this is actually is being broadcast. Well, I hope you're enjoying it. If you want to communicate with us, you can. You can text us on 83936 or you can tweet us on at Radio X and it'll all be... Well, it'll all be under control and beautiful. Later on, we'll be talking to Woody Harles. And, and if you want to ask Harlson, him any questions... Say it. I won't do it. I won't, I won't succumb to what Same I know thing. as You're like My son says, breath-kissed, still, instead of breakfast, right? What's he and called he says, it? I'm hungry, instead of hungry. There's no... He's never heard it said like that. And he's you say, tomorrow, <laughs> still say that. Tomorrow. It's annoying. Yeah, why? And Woody Arson. <laughs> that's what Doc Cotton would call him. Oh, Woody Arson, was in here. coming in. He's corrupted my neck, yes. He's told my neck that hemp is the answer to every problem. Now my neck's growing marijuana in a little factory of only Vietnamese people what ain't been got the proper papers 
they had all been enslaved. Shut it, Ma. Don't you ruin me with the Arlson's operation for hemp. Hemp is a very powerful plant. If hemp's embraced, we can all wear schmucks made of hemp and we can get high kites. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. So, um, <laughs> there'll be 80 minutes of adverts over the course of this show. You'll be our win tickets. 80 to see my, minutes? Yeah, 80 minutes of commerce. Oh, We're including that Winston Wolf advert where Harvey Cartel is using the intellectual property oh, of Quentin Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Cartile, <laughs> Harvey Cartiles, uh, is using the intellectual property of Quentin Tarantino. And I don't yeah, understand no, how odd. that works. That is odd, but unless Quentin Tarantino's taking a massive check, mm. Harvey Cartel's getting a slightly smaller check. Something must be going on, because you can't, like, just... I Can I, as a... As you know, I'm a great movie star myself. As yeah, I can't just say... All the snow. I'm all, Hello, I'm, I'm pop and rock star, old as snow, and that's why I say, have a cornet. <laughs> I can't do it, can I? Because I don't own it. Probably. I think they recently had a... a get together it was like 25 year anniversary of reservoir dogs they oh, all, cool. they, all the all the stars got together just to talk about how impactful the film was yeah and what does Harvey cartel say he said by insurance or whatever. <laughs> the wolf uh, oh, it's winston wolf yeah he doesn't he was mr what was he in that mr white I oh, think he was, he was in Pulp fiction he wasn't in that film he was in reservoir dogs though as mr winston white wolf, wasn't it no, oh wasn't. yeah you're right yeah it's winston winston wolf, fiction. Mr. White. Fiction. Oh, we're just like elderly people we used to be so cool man <laughs> we used to be so young not that there's anything wrong with elderly people no Oh, no, they're not. They deserve their triple locks or whatever it is they're supposed to have. No, is that, no, is that working? Can you hear that? No. Nothing's happening there. I oh, need to turn it up a bit. You need to move the blue tack. Move the blue tack. Yeah. Now I can you hear something? Yeah. Yes, I can hear down it a bit, Down a bit, up a bit, up a bit. Because I had to take off my headphones because we were, it was like listening to the previous right moments in your life. Yeah, put them on. Oh, is it good? All right, let me do that. Well, why can't I hear my beloved Steptoe and Simon music? Turn it up a bit. And also, you're not playing Steptoe and Simon I can hear music. the who. Yeah, the who. This oh is. dear, dear, that's on the wrong track. This is modern oh digital God, radio. So you're listening to the... <laughs> that shouldn't be happening. Don't worry, we'll cut all this out of the real show. <laughs> yes, yes. Fortunately, this isn't being broadcast live now, so that what should happen there is when I press step toe and sign, you should hear step toe and sign come out there. That doesn't happen. But what's happening, because I guess you, what's happening, mate, is that's... I mean, I mean, I just don't know. I don't know enough about radio. Let's talk about Winston Wolf. Just talk about, just link your fingers together and think about Winston Wolf. If you want to contribute to this radio show, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to involve yourself and your family and your reputation? Hurl yourself into the cyclone. We've got some uh, wonderful emails and correspondence here from people that have listened to the show and stayed loyal to us throughout. This one's from Mark Walker and his wife, Mrs. Walker, a.k.a. The Walkers. Dear Russ, I hope this reaches you well. My wife and I are due to attend your Coventry gig. However, we've got to have a newborn baby boy. Due to this new uh, baby being born, my wife's not going to be able to attend as she's breastfeeding and unwilling to attend. So will you come to our house and dinner before the gig? So they've <clears> had the baby boy. They're not due it, to have one. I will say, I'll put, let, let me bounce this back to you, Walkers. Do you live far from the venue? If so, pff, I'm sorry for burping. If so, I might come there. Uh, where do I put my eye contact when your wife is doing the breastfeeding? Where do you look, Matt? Do you like to stare directly at the child? Burrowing in with your eyes. And go, if it's my own child and my own wife, I just look where I'm blooming well like. Someone else's. Someone else says Sometimes I zone out and I realize and I'm sitting there and I end up I think, oh God, I'm staring at a woman breastfeeding. Well, why are you? Where am I? I'm in Costa Coffee, only half dressed. You sort of think, I'm not looking at anything, and then I think, 
I'm probably making her really uncomfortable because I'm staring right at her. I've banned staring from my own uh, retinue of behaviours. You'll never catch me staring. You used to be a a real starer. I was always boring down on people with the old crow eyes, wasn't I? First move on a a lady was the stare. That's all gone. I'm a healthy member of society now. If you want to watch this on Facebook Live, you can. Go to uh, Radio X's Facebook page, or you can have a look at my Facebook page if you want. There's probably all sorts of... Got one. I imagine I have. I don't go on it myself. I've (laughs) not got the sort of life style that could accommodate that kind of freewheeling. So the walkers, look, get in touch with us. Why don't you tweet us at Radio X or me at Rusty Rockets and tell me, do you live, if you live within a 10 minute radius of the venue, I'll come by and I and won't stare at you and your uh, suckling what are you wife. going there for? Hmm? Well, I'm not oh. going, I've, I don't need to get milk. I can get milk at home. <laughs> Either formula or steal from my own young baby daughter direct from the breast, which I would never do. Everything's changed about me. I'm a very different man these days, mate. You should know that about me. Do, have you know, know this? That, yes. Coming up, Woody Olsen. Woody Olsen's coming up on the show. Also, we're going to be talking about Matt's vasectomy. Should he get himself snipped? But for uh, for now, I'm hoping that we're going to hear the Who won't get fooled again. But there's a very real chance that you won't hear that, and I'll still be here. One second. Is that them? Are you hearing them? It's the Who. All right, let's take our mics, mics down. down now so you can enjoy the Who without any commentary at all. Radio X. Russell Brand. Brand on Radio X. I'm here with Matt Morgan and Mr G this Sunday morning. Celebrating interconnectivity and togetherness, the arbitrariness of taxonomies, meaning we're not separated from one another by class, religion, race or indeed nationality. We are one blob of divine energy, temporary manifest in a material form. That's the sort of thing you get here. And I'll tell you one thing, running a desk makes me respect Chris Moyles, Johnny Vaughan, Gordon (laughs) Smart and other Radio X DJs much, much more because you hear it's a tricky business. For example, if I want to, like, press this, like... Don't like, press don't, it. Don't. Don't. Right, see? Don't. It doesn't come out. Hold on. No, nothing. That's working. It is working. Is Your it? headphones are turned down too low. Oh, yeah, I've turned them to silent. Oh, that <laughs> might be part of it, then. Hold on a minute, though. Is that working? Ah, yes. It's not too loud, is it? No, it's brilliant, brilliant. That's, perfect. The, that's the perfect that's level. Perfect. Not louder than that. No, or a bit louder. Is that more like the kind of broadcasting we've come to know and love? Yeah, without the people going up a bit, down a bit. Yeah, right, let's eliminate that. Generation game or whatever it is. Gordon Smart, our fellow on Radio X, said he was going to help us because he's had evenings out with Woody Arlson in the past and he said that one of his friends has got some sort of inside data about some event that happened in in Edinburgh. And, of course, some of you will know that when I was making a film once in Hawaii, Woody Arlson turned up because he was mates with Ed Norton. It was the boyfriend of one of the producers who was a woman, just in case you're questioning Ed Norton's sexuality, not that it matters to me. Media. And there was a shark incident where, you know, I told you last week, we got into a shark cage. That was Ed Norton, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And, I, and actually, I remember now that I wasn't there. <laughs> well, I was there, but I was there a bit later. When I got... Woody Harrelson and Ed Norton didn't include me in their shark trip. They had their own shark trip. I went a bit later with some ladies from the makeup department. More my speech, you know what I mean? And, uh... Yeah, turn it down. Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and then, like, uh... <laughs> I hope you mean... As you mean, step on son, right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, like, um... But Ed Norton and I think Woody Arson did get out of the shark cage, so... So you told us a story. You and Ed Norton went mm. on a shark hunt. That's right, And then yeah. he got... Yeah, say mm. that carefully. And he, you, <laughs> you, he climbed out of the cage. And you that stayed in the cage. That's all true. It's not true. You didn't go with th- him. The only thing that's changed, mate, is I've edited together the time. I've concertinaed together me being there with Ed Norton and Woody Harrelson to make it seem like I was On purpose, friends. or did you just, is that just part Purpose, of Purposefully, oh, to right. make it seem like I was the kind of person that swung with the real big Hollywood knobs. <laughs> <laughs> when actually I was alone in a shark cage, well, staring into the dead eyes of a prehistoric creature. Well, a ball through a, 
hanging hula hoop. Yes, that also did happen. I was I was lonely while I was making the film Forgetting Sarah Marshall in Hawaii, so I devised a game. I had to kick a ball through a hula hoop. No one was making me except other me and the various me's that uh, yeah. populate my consciousness. Anyway, the game got out of hand and I started to develop league tables and competitions. This is just you, though, isn't it? This Along is just tables and competitions on your own. That's right. But yes, that's right, Matthew. Yes, and do you know what? I'm proud. That's a creative person that can, on his own, create a league table and competitions alone in a room to, based on kicking a, a, a ball for a hoop, and then to get to the next round. You see, you get a certain number of opportunities. Hey, Woody Harlson, he was outside. He saw me doing this through the, the bungalow door. He said, "What are you doing, man?" <coughs> Bowled in. Did he and, say it sympathetically? Yeah. He said it like he was Doing talking to man. <laughs> with your life. <laughs> <laughs> he put his arm around me quite look, comfortably. Look at my leg tables. <laughs> look away from that, Woody. You won't understand. It's to do with what Britain. What did you say? Hello, Woody. Hello, Woody Arson, mate. And he went, thank you Arson. for being the first person <laughs> to correctly pronounce my name. It's been a long, humiliating <laughs> history. And then he, like, I'm going to put this in my autobiography. It's the kind of story you can find in my book. He worked one of the great reads of British literary history. Is Woody Arson, he asked me to explain what the game was to him, nodding sympathetically as I did so. Then he placed the beach ball on the penalty spot and, bef- and took a little run up, because there weren't much room in that bungalow, mm-hmm. inhaled through his nose... Went first time every time, then kicked it and scored straight away, flung his arms up in the air and bowled off again. That That's was the fine. last time you saw him? I've not seen him since, so I'm obviously very keen to be reconciled with Woody Allison. Tear up the league tables? Well, I just said that that was an, a special exhibition event and that didn't affect the outcome of any <laughs> leagues or tournaments because that was Woody's not really incorporated in the league. So he's promoting a film, I don't know what it's called, but promote it when he gets here, won't we? He's pretty cool, isn't he, Woody Harrison? Of course he is. He's uh, such a lovely man. I liked him when he was in Cheers. He was mm. good in that. I liked him when he was in Natural Born Killers. Why not? Now, Gordon Smart's been to get in touch and tell us some sort of anecdote or story or whatever, but I've got lots of things to say. Don't worry about me. I've got plenty of content. Got content, baby. I've got content. I can tell you about how I learned to become a shaman. That's coming up later. We've got Matt, We've got an expert off of embarrassing bodies telling us whether or not Matt should snip a body pipe that will prevent spermatosa travelling to the tip of his, well, let's call it what it is, penis, in order to impregnate his wife a further time. And that's well not what Matt wants. Suddenly he sees a sperm what he don't like. But also, I've got an email, and and it says this. It's from a person called William Sanderson, damned in damn, a Dutchman. He says, this is for Matt, not Russell. So actually what I've done here, mate, is I'm like the GCHQ, the Secret Services. I've intercepted an erroneous correspondence. This is for Matt, not Russell. I don't think Russell will approve of this plan. I've got far-reaching tentacles. I said tentacles. You'll never get one over on me, Sonny Jim. Matt. Do you see how I've intercepted you it? You started reading this shit. I'm really confused. This is just me talking. I'm Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's from the great broadcasters of these islands. No, I know, but you, just, you never sort of knew when he was starting an email. <laughs> I've been told, this is it now, I'll do a slightly different tone. You'll hear tonally, British, like Vietnamese, is a tonal language. I English. I have been told I look like you, Matt, because he's addressing you. Yeah. That was me. The bits, These bits that are sort of uh, in inverted commas, that's still me. For example, this isn't in the email now. I this know, is I'm me following to you. Yeah. Well, why did you get so baffled? It's because you were looking down at your papers, No, Matthew. I'm confused as well. No, well, you're both... I, I'm, Just I'm, read the I'm, email. I, thought, I expected better of you, G. You're a poet. <laughs> I thought you were bright as a button. You're a good kid. We stick up for you in the staff room. <laughs> uh, I've been told I look like you, Matt Morgan, and I would like 
Uh, would you like me to go to the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society meeting in your place? Those of you that are new to this show won't know that there's something called the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society where Matt Morgan is appreciated. I'm only 28, but they won't notice. I would be willing to go if Radio X covers my expenses. William Sanderson from Amsterdam. P.S. Loving the show. And he's included a picture of himself. And, he, and I remember you when you were 28, Matthew, and it's like looking through a time tunnel. It it's like a bit like me, yeah. Sorry. It's like staring down Benjamin Button's spile. I'll be up to the camera. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, I don't even know if you can. Well, what you'll see now is a tiny, tiny speck. Oh, they'll... they'll, they'll but you they'll could tweet it. Tweet, tweet it. Jenny will tweet it. Jenny's tweeting it. Have a look at at Rusty Rockets. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'd be happy for him to go along in my place. Yeah, but that... What, <laughs> you're like a monarch, aren't you? The way you well, boss around the appreciation society. Why would I go to a, a of people who, are, who like me? I think well, you, should, I, you should go, definitely. At least once in your life. Why don't you participate? I'll take you. We'll come with you, G yeah. and I. So hold your hand. Hmm? If they do it Manchester. in London, I'll go. That's, that's a promise. If you really appreciate Matt, Matt Morgan Appreciation Society, then you can express your appreciation by bending your plans to his will and uh, making your appreciation meeting be there in London, where Matt would be. Now, we've got some commercials coming up here, and I'm going to press a button, and hopefully to God... These commercials will come on. But they may not, because our usual fellow Neil, he's away because of the complications of life. Now, here, this could be an advert, or it may not be. Remember, coming up, vasectomies, Woody Arlson, shamanism, poetry from Mr G, and just possibly a new utopia where people like you are respected. Russell Brand Radio X. Hold on a second. That sounded like the very end of a commercial break. You've caught me mid Apple. <laughs> Matthew, fortunately, you noticed that unnerving silence, did you? Yeah, I also noticed Gareth say, well, it's all about learning, isn't it? <laughs> and Gareth's one of the producers of the show. You're not learning on it. There's four people producing this show. There's three people on it. And amidst this group of well-experienced professionals, we can't seem to avoid the... Can't get it right. Can't get it right, Jim. Can't get it right. It's an interesting business. Drunk driver tries to beat breathalyzer test... By eating grass. Now, once you've been caught <laughs> drink, drunk driving, I don't think, like, a, a natural way to evade the situation is by pretending to eat grass. And not weed, grass, just grass. Actual ground, grass, like yeah. a lawn. He was eating yeah. a lawn. That's not going to improve the situation, is it? Well, it might have done. Well, well does it? Because it says here, after encountering a police checkpoint, one drunk driver came up with a creative way of getting out of failing a breathalyzer test. Less than 100 metres away from the checkpoint, the man fled his black Mercedes and began stumbling up a roadside hill before slipping and tumbling back down. It was there the police caught up with him, eating grass by the handful. Now, for me, that's not the behaviour of a sober man. <laughs> Someone staggering <laughs> up... in and... England or America? Mm, black Mercedes could be anywhere, could be anywhere. Noticing the stank of alcohol, they asked him to take a breathalyzer test. There's, there's a Z in the word breathalyzer, so perhaps it's America. He, he's we, lucky not to have been shot then. We kept telling him, stop eating that handful of grass, but he didn't listen. He kept pulling up clumps of grass and stuffing them in his mouth, police told reporters. Oh, it sounds very British. Altogether, he probably did it 20 or 30 <laughs> times. There was a patch of grass in a ditch. By the time he'd done, he'd pulled it all up. He'd cleared... He'd, he'd eaten a ditch. But he no, it says here, he kept insisting, I wasn't drinking, and also, I wasn't driving. Which is, I mean, that's impossible to deny if you've just run out of your Mercedes. No, I was neither drinking nor driving. I'm <laughs> just... Nor am I eating grass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real interdimensional defence. None of these things are real. None of this stuff's actually happening. Do you think he's got previous form, like he's done the grass trick before and got away with it? Because he must have G, because out of nowhere, it's a very bold, spontaneous move to evade justice. I remember there being a rumour, that I've ever tried it, of course, of putting 
copper coins in your mouth and it evades breath tests, right? I would never do that. The smell of them is awful. The taste of them must be... Awful, awful. Bit. I'd never pop a, t- a tuppence in my gob. There's no chance never of it. Know where it's, yeah, you probably get ill from putting two pee in your mouth these Think days. The amount of places that tuppence has been, the number of thumbs that have been all over it. No, yeah. no, no. But I'm sure it was just a one of those myths, right? No, but this one. sounds like he they, like he's so driven to eat grass. He probably thought <laughs> he probably heard that it, you know will somehow. I think he's just looking for opportunities to do it. Is your marriage in trouble? (laughs) Eat grass by the handful. Want your children to get into a good local school that's not the right postcode district? Eat a ditch worth of grass. This fella's living to eat ditches worth of grass. He's out of control. Maybe he's just trying to make milk. Maybe all he wants to do is become a dairy human, and who can condemn him for that? If you want to text us, you can on 83936. Maybe you're the walkers in Coventry telling me why on earth I should come to your house before my show in Coventry. Or maybe you're simply a contributor to the show. Uh, if you want to tweet us, it's at Radio X. Maybe you want to comment on uh, Matt's forthcoming vasectomy. I bet you've not booked anything in, have you? Or maybe you want to talk more about... Waiting for the answer from the listeners. From the listeners. And from Dr. Christian Jensen. Dr. Yes, Christian Jensen. He's, it's him off of embarrassing bodies, isn't yeah. it? There should be no such thing as an embarrassing body. You've just got to love yourself as you are, have you? Have you seen the programme? <laughs> <laughs> as a matter of fact, I've they, not. They go deep. Do they? They really go deep. There's some stuff. that I never quite understand. It's so embarrassing that why you would go on telly for it. And it, uh, obviously there's money involved. Mm. We can ask him, can't we? But like... Some of it, you just think, there's no money in the world I'd go. Like, sometimes it's like, think of the most embarrassing part of your body. And I think we all know what that is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> imagine it was all ill. Oh, no. Not again. And hold your bum cheeks open. <laughs> <laughs> not at that price, my man. I'd rather sit in a dick their, eating their, clumps full of grass. They get their treatment paid for, I suppose. We've, no, they'd have to, wouldn't it they? Imagine getting like a bill at the end of that. Oh, after you've been humiliated, it sounds like absolute desperation. Well, I guess it is good in the sense that it allows people to see that our bodies are our bodies. Well no, done, because you're providing balance, but I don't agree with you there. It's an old <laughs> freak show. It's an old freak show, isn't it? Like poor Elephant Man himself. Like P.T. Barnum, travelling around with little old Tom Thumb in a shoebox, making him parade about on what for? A farthing that you've placed under your tongue to avoid a breathalyzer test. We'll be talking to Dr. Christian about Matthew Morgan's pipe injunction very soon. But let's re-listen to a new track from the Gorillas, just simply to soothe ourselves. Oh, it's an old track from the Gorillas. Why are we not listening to the new tracks? We're not ready for that sort of thing yet. Let's just build up to that. Let's listen to... A, <laughs> let's have a bit of vintage Gorillas, <laughs> And then we'll possibly... Uh, in time, if we like it, maybe we'll move towards... I like the, the fact you know there's some new Gorillas. That's right. I'm very much connected to the internet and to what happens in popular culture, so as I tell you. This... This... Is... This... Radio X. Russell Brand. That was the Gorillas. They're a cartoon pop group, so, you know, that's good, isn't it? And uh, that's one of their (laughs) records from before in the past. Now, if you've been listening to the show, and why wouldn't you, you all know that we're discussing Matt Morgan's potential vasectomy. Matt, you're as yet undecided. Still undecided, but open-minded. Undecided, open-minded. open-legged. Undecided, (laughs) open-minded, legs quivering, not yet fully akimbo. The perfect state in which to be introduced to a doctor... In this case, Dr. Christian Jessen from Embarrassing Bodies. Hello, Dr. Christian, are you there, mate? Hello, I'm here. Yes, I am. Hey. Oh, thanks for coming on the uh, wireless to discuss uh, vasectomies with us. But before we get into that, there's a lot of things that we'd like to know about your TV programme, Embarrassing Bodies. Yeah. Why do people <laughs> go on it for, Matt said? <laughs> uh, I think 
quite often people struggle to get help, you right. know, making right. no comment, but, you know, access, waiting lists, things like that are difficult, not everything is treated. Oh, do you um, mean by, what, the NHS you know, or something? Like, that they can't get oh, help with their embarrassing bodies on the NHS? It's, it sometimes can take a little while or, Ooh. you know... Um, yeah, it's that funny thing, you know that weird sort of thing with telly where you watch people long enough on telly, you feel like you really know them, even though you've never met. But you, what are you doing? Your voice went funny then, Doctor. Yeah. What happened? Did you start? It was like you were like you uh, yawning. Are you in bed? What are you doing right now? What no, have you got on? I'm on a mobile. Is the sound all right? <laughs> Not the sound quality, but you know, sometimes when people's voice goes a bit Nick Jagger, how did it? A bit like that, a bit like out, oh, baby. <laughs> I'm feeling you, baby. Yeah, I'm feeling you, man. Just like that, like you were approaching something. Oh. Spectacular. Oh, I'll keep it young. I'll keep it young. <laughs> oh. um, I've got your picture yeah, here. I can see you're as handsome as all hell. It says you're the charismatic presenter of embarrassing illnesses, and you've won a BAFTA. You've got a BAFTA, and you've it's graduated from two, a university. Yeah, you've got <laughs> yeah, BAFTAs coming out your ears. Now you work. Oh, at, I know. And you've got Harley Street. You're doing. You're on top of your game, Doc. I try. I try. You know, what else can you be? <laughs> we're, we're very glad to have you on the show. Now, I suppose the, the imperative here is one of uh, the co-presenters of the show with me, Matt Morgan, he's wondering whether yeah. or not... To, well, why don't you explain your dilemma to the doctor, Matthew? Okay. Yeah, far away, far away. Am I, so I've got two children with my wife, and yeah. first child we had a bit of a difficult birth with meconium aspiration. Which obviously yeah. we all know what that is. And the second one... <laughs> I'd show like, off to the doctor. Well, no, I'm just... Do you want me to explain what that is or do you know what that is? is I that know that? what it is now, but I didn't... The, listeners, know what, the listeners, listeners have got to know. Yeah, the listeners have got to know. Go on then, Doc. So, basically, um, you know, there can be a little bit of stuff floating around in the amniotic fluid and things because babies do poo a little bit, you know, even towards when... before delivery. And so, if they inhale some of that into their lungs, it can cause infections and problems like that. That's it in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. So, like, two yeah. weeks of special care. <laughs> but he can care. make babies very, very ill. So. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he was ill, but he bounced back. He's yeah. lovely now. He's it's almost fine. got yeah. too yeah. much gusto, hasn't he? He's yeah. pumped, the lad. And then the second birth was difficult in another way, when my wife, like, lost a lot of blood and stuff. So we were like, oh, we've got two children. That's enough. Yeah. Let's not yeah. have any more. And she's she, like, definitely doesn't want to get pregnant anymore, right? Oh, so, right. yeah. after her going through a load of stuff, obviously, you know, two labours, two pregnancies, she said that I should get a vasectomy. So... <laughs> All right. Yeah. You yeah. Sound why like, the vasectomy as opposed to... No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, why a vasectomy as opposed to all the other, um, you know, various ways in which she can avoid getting pregnant or well, you can she, help her avoid getting pregnant? Well, going on birth control and all the sort of problems that can cause of, you know, like it's hormonal, isn't it? It's like, why not? And also, I think she wants to get back at me a little bit. Yeah, it's a vengeful, it's a vengeful vasectomy. Do these happen a lot, Doc? A vengeful snip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the best reason to have one? Maybe. Vengeance. <laughs> a vengeance really snip. What are the options for me, though, that I can do? Well, side. yeah, they're limited. Exactly. They're lim I mean, you can wear condoms. That's an obvious one. Because remember, I mean, you're presumably staying with your wife and not sleeping with anybody else. No, nope, definitely. Is be less Doctor, you're like some freewheeling libertarian. <laughs> hey, why not well, just do it know. in the branches of a tree? <laughs> <laughs> Pop it in an I make no judgment. No judgment about what people do. But, you know, so infections are always the issue with vasectomies. They don't stop that. But, um... They, remember, they can fail. About one in 2,000 fail. That'll happen to um, you, mate. I can tell. You've got to look about which you. Which is a very low a, number. Well, well, the only way you know if it's failed is if your wife gets pregnant. 
I'm afraid to say. Yeah. That's right. But, what a risk. Um, that's the unfortunate thing. It's a gamble, isn't it, Doc? You know, we live in a sort of slightly more less judgmental society. Look, your voice is doing that thing again. Still. You did it again, yeah. Doc. Your voice did the thing again. Now, what was you doing at that moment? Like he's going. You know what I oh, think? I was, actually, I was, I was scratching my back. Actually, I've worked out what it is now. Go on, what is it? You're scratching your back. <laughs> I'm lying here scratching my back. What's wrong with your back? Come on. Come on, no, tell us. Have it's you got an embarrassing way. back? <laughs> <laughs> I think it helps me think. That's kind of worrying, isn't it, really? I want to come <laughs> to your practice. That's deeply worrying. Sounds sexy as hell going to see Dr. Christian. He grumbles and growls. my back. Oh, can I get an injection? <laughs> Is it the lower back, Doc? Uh, it's, 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 no, it's not between the shoulder blades. That's why it was a bit difficult, you know. Oh, um, to reach. I can't remember what I was saying now. What was I saying? You say Matt's from <laughs> Bovagan a vasectomy because it's a waste of time and it's just a roll of the dice. It's a, it's a basically he's playing roulette with his own testicles. Testicle I mean, roulette. What we should ask? What we should ask is, do you want one? Um, no. Oh, oh he's being well, victimised. No, I'm not. You know. Well, who would want... No one would go, I know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> a snip in the gibbets. And then it's, I would like to do the right thing. What is the um, injection? Yeah, what about thing? those injections, Doc? Is that hormonal? Because does that turn, you know, like... Because Matt's fragile. I don't want to be too much oestrogen. No, don't make him... enough already. Oh. <laughs> no, it, 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 it wouldn't be that. I mean, it's very early days the injection, so well, I think, that you know... Already, if, that's so If bad. you wanted to sort of go early on something days. that we know more about, the vasectomy starts do, you know, um, and, and the injection is a hormonal thing, the vasectomy is. It's very vasectomy is really easy, you know, little like an anaesthetic, probably takes 15 minutes and you're out and, and, and done. You're a little bit tender afterwards. But Ooh, that's it. Where does the injection go in? Where's the injection uh, go? In the sack? Well, we have to numb the sack, yeah. So you get oh, a little, it's a bit like sack. a dentist, but Different area, you know, I'll tell you what, there. you could film yeah. this and it'll, we can have embarrassing bodies and a vasectomy all in, in two for one. <laughs> that would be amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, lovely. I'm so, okay, I, so I don't think we've ever seen them. But, you know, that's, I mean, lots of people have concerns because it's down there and it's kind of, mm. it's quite permanent. I mean, actually, you can have them reversed, not no. even think about that happening because it's not very successful and... I've got a question here from a listener, Doctor and Matthew. Yeah, it's yeah. a person calling himself Curious British Telly. What if Matt <laughs> has the vasectomy and then was told by a shaman or a soothsayer or someone with some other kind of interdimensional consciousness that within his yeah. seminal vesicle there lurked a potential saviour of the earth? Would you then reverse it to bring forth in, in the in Messiah? That, yes. In that instance, he yeah. would. Okay, well, that's, that's taken <laughs> some of the worry out of it for me. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, but you'd have to do it privately. The, the Messiah would have to do uh, it. you can't the, get it reversed on the NHS. Method, not the NHS. And that <laughs> might compromise the Messiah, because people would say, that you might. weren't even, you're not even for yeah, real. That might make him feel awkward. Yeah, exactly. He was that privately might. conceived. Mm. To be honest, the whole sort of Messiah thing's not really entering into the decision for me. Well, that's why... I, that's why you're coming to the wrong conclusions, because you're not incorporating the idea of an avatar of greatness possibly trying to make his way to Earth via your Let's ball Let's ask bag. Dr. Christian what actually happens after you have it, because like, we don't even know... Someone said that the... Oh, yeah, where does it go? ...is reabsorbed or something? Ugh. Yeah, so basically, I mean, you think about it, lots of people don't have sex for quite a long time, and uh, what happens to it then? It's not a lot of difference. So, right. um, it's... The sperm man, has a finite lifetime, you know, a few months. It dies, your body reabsorbs it. So it, it, it carries on as normal. I mean, there's a bit of adjustment to this, so it can take a couple of months that, you know, for that to happen sort of properly. So some men said they feel a little bit fuller down there, shall we say. Oh, um, after you feel but then, fuller. Uh, 
that mm. sort of sorts itself out, right. you know. It'd be like um, a bin bag for the porridge. But well, very rarely there's some sort of complications like sort of chronic pain. It can sort of ache and things. Oh, but, um, no, that, that, no. oh you're not going to like this because Matt's a hypochondriac, Doc. He's al- he's uh, always worried. To- what are you worried about right now, Matt? I bet you've got a health worry today. Um, no. Yes, you have. <laughs> Come on, mate. Rashes. Sore, I've got a bit of sore rib. Sore rib. See, Doc? He's got a sore rib. No, I think it was a heart for a little while. <laughs> See? Hypochondria, Doc, is a bad condition. Well, I'd I love c- to I know a doctor it, personally. I can't say it. it's not your heart. That's the problem. <gasps> it can't but, um, rule out heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> if in doubt, if in doubt, check it out. It out. You know? Can it's he become friends? Thing, but... Matt wants to become friends with you, Doctor, and so do I, frankly, right. so that we have access right. to you regularly. Can you be our well, doctor of the got show? you've my number, haven't you? Oh, oh my God, we've got our own... You're our private doctor. A doctor for You've money. <laughs> All right, this is brilliant. We've got a private physician on board. Th- Dr. Christian, thank you so much for helping us. It's been brilliant to have you on the show. Thank you for helping Matt with his ongoing conditions and various it's illnesses. It's a pleasure. Let us know what you decide. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Christian. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Thanks for your, your help. You're very kind. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You really showed us up in front of Dr. Christian there, Matt, didn't you? I know. You really brought us low. Right, why don't we just take... Uh, before he came on air. Well, no, right. yeah, Matt goes... I'm you, because Matt goes, goes... You Matt, don't even know who he is. Matt goes, he's, he's, an, op- well he's an openly gay man, Russell, so don't ask about his wife. I guess it's not 1950. I'm not going, hello, hello Dr. Christian, good to meet you, sir. <laughs> How are your wife and children oh, and your conventional is, lifestyle? No, this is what I was thinking, right? He's very he's very famous, right. and you're like, oh, so you've been to university. Like, you don't <laughs> even watch the TV. <laughs> just up. Okay. Right. <laughs> I see you've been to medical school, London my man. Now, just listening to him off a piece of paper, things that he's done. That everyone knows who he is. He's yeah, well he's famous. Well, I'm encouraging him. I'm, yeah, giving, know, him, I'm listen, giving the fella a boost. And I said, just before I could imagine you going, well, but have you ever had a vasectomy? Uh, what, have you, how many kids have you got? Or something like that. And Mate, forcing him. it just shows how little you know about contemporary Britain because a gay man can have as many children as he wants now and as many vasectomies as he likes too. And not you and not Nigel Garage or any of the guys can stop it. And that's why we're going to listen to an advert I'll now, I'll try to Matt. protect you from family. I'll protect you! i protect you! Russell Brand. This is Radio X. If it's professionalism you like, you've come to the right place because you listen to me, Russell Brand, on Radio X. With me is Matt Morgan, Mr G. We've got a competition to see who's going to win tickets to see me at my rebirth tour. If you want to come and see me at anything you like, have a look at russellbrand.com. I'm touring all over this great, great, noble country of ours. You've got to send an answer to a question. The question is this. Who am I when I'm in a film? Am I Alder Snow the rock star, or am I Vito Corleone, a mob boss in The Godfather? Is it A, Alder Snow, a rock star, or is it B, Vito Corleone, a mobster? Send your answer with the word rebirth and your answer to 83936, or you can it's tweet it. It's not be A or B, it's meant to be the name of the character. Don't put A or B, just put the name of the character, Alder Snow, or Vito Corleone, along with rebirth to 83936, or you can tweet it, and you can come and see me. Touring this great country of ours. Have a look at uh, the uh, Twitter feed. You can watch me every night. Well, not every night. Three nights where you can see me on Instagram Live. It's been ever such good fun over the course of the week. Do you change what you say every yeah yeah, one big section of the show is new every night because there's audience fill in surveys right and then i read out stuff it's a bit like embarrassing bodies actually because like we put like people save stuff like weird sexual confessions most embarrassing moments weird stuff they've done i mean there was some curious business what happened last week oh a lady made me a knitted vagina in one of the recent shows in margate i went down to margate and all i got was this knitted vagina was the way i saw the event bought it home of course t-shirt very much Uh, it had a 
pearl as one of its anatomically accurate parts. Why? Was it the royal size? No, it's like a cupcake. It was like a it was a woolen knitted cupcake vagina, to show you the absolute truth. It was just a piece of an anatomy. It was rather good fun, I thought. Crafts. I think we should be encouraging the crafts. Answers are coming through. Most people seem to think it's all the snow, but the other option is, of course, Vito Corleone <laughs> from the Godfather films. Am I him? Am I really him? Could I be? I thought that went quite well, the conversation. So, uh, yeah, text us 83936, um, Rebirth, All the Snow, or Vito Corleone. Um, that was good, wasn't it, that thing? With uh, Dr. Christian. Christian. Jesson. Yeah. He's but lovely. What I think about the... Uh, Sperm just not. It's kind of sad because they've got no hope. Because like know. they are, they're obviously created and think, yes, I'm going to do it. It's going to be me. <laughs> if there's no hope, me, I know it's very sad. If you have a look, someone from production, Google this. If you put the moment of conception right, when the sperm meets the egg, there's this little flash. I've seen, uh, I've seen ultra. Like, have you seen it, G? A big bang. It's beautiful. There. Honestly, have a look on the internet. If you don't trust me, mate, trust the internet, yeah? Flash of what? Light? No. Like a flash of light? What is there going to be a flash of? Darkness? What is there going to be a flash of? Sound? Uh, there's no way it could create Monkey light. Monkey eyebrows? I think you've watched have an, an animation of it. That's right. The little smiley sperm. <laughs> <laughs> and the old Mrs. Egg. No, nice. honestly... There's a flash. I think I saw it on a reputable news source, you know. So uh, you can have a look yeah, if you man. want to. Here's a... Uh, uh, this is from Luke Gilborn, who I believe is a great friend of the show. Hello, Luke. We're sending you all sorts of love, all manner of love. Hey, Russ, Matt and G, please set up a competition where the winner gets to give Matt the snip. Well, I think that would be irresponsible, wouldn't it? I mean, to bring someone into a doctor's surgery, to hand them a scalpel, let them cut open Matt's scrotum, and then whatever pipe it is through which sperm are conveyed. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm Do that, Luke. That. Matt's not willing. Matt's not willing to uh, allow that to happen just for your amusement, Luke. A little thing called dignity <laughs> stands in the way, and safety. There's a, a number of things, really. You're right about that, though, mate. The idea of every—I well, mean, you're a Catholic as well, so you know, as Python, Monty Python said, every sperm is sacred. So the idea of that life just listlessly floating around, being no, absorbed. I think I've told you this before, but the way they test antidepressants and some medicines is—they, yeah. I don't know if they still do this, but yeah. there used to be a thing called a despair chamber or something. They put oh, a rat I'm in. Going that with you. Coming into the despair chamber. But I don't think they no, call thanks, it that to, the, to people. Right. Call it the... Just got to go in this perfectly harmless <laughs> despair chamber. <laughs> no, it's Coming to rats. the jolly parlour. put rats in this thing and they swim, right? Mm. And at some point the rat will go, it's not worth it, and just give up, right? <laughs> oh. And so that's how they test. In certain antidepressants, the rat will just keep swimming going, it's fine! <laughs> I don't no mind. Out. So an antidepressant, it's not affecting your reality. It's just you're blindly... Paddling through the sludge of your existence, you're cut just, off from the reality. Standards, I suppose, to, of happiness. I think that's happened. Do you know what? That's why I sometimes think culture is a continual lowering of the standards to will accept any old dross. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio <laughs> 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 uh, uh, and, and ultimately, if we become disconnected from divinity and truth and the sublime nature of man and our entitlement to joy and to love and connection. You were in Hollywood, baby. I was part of the machine. Of uh, which part was I, though? Was I Vito Corleone? <laughs> was I all the snow? <laughs> I know, it's a very compromising thing to know that about yourself. Uh, you can tweet us at Radio X or you can text us at 83936 with that competition or basically anything you feel like. I'm going to have a go at playing a musical bed for a sec. Let me see if I can manage it. I don't know, it's the, you use the mouse milk, don't you? Mouse milk, mouse milk, mouse milk. No, it's there, isn't it? That's it. Are you sure you want to do the button definitions? No, I'm not. Likely as. Yeah? Is that working? Yeah. It's smooth. And so, yeah, I know, because when you listen to, say, Chris Moyles, that stuff isn't, like, you don't deconstruct it, it, do you? No, he doesn't, it just happens. Yeah. And you listen to Pippa and all of his friends in there, they don't go, oh, oh, one second, mate, oh, back a bit, oh, no, oh, oh, my false teeth! 
<laughs> Someone trying to park a car, isn't it? That's right. When you are trying, I tried to do that the other day as well, and that went equally poorly. Tried to park because I had to go to church for a reason. What reason? Connect with Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, to do with my private life. Oh no, what have I done? I've blundered into a situation. Just move on from it. Just move on before Sonny and Tubbs over there start <laughs> Miami Vice in their way to the truth. Old man GS, so I've decided to start calling them. Man! No, not man. Cat! <laughs> no, not a cat. Police! Issue a warning to a cat with a gun. Now, what kind of society are we living in when a cat with a gun is a cause for concern? Let's have some noops. New Newport, Oregon Police Department shared a photo of a black and white cat perched in a tree with its paw draped over a stick. Sexy. That appeared to resemble an automatic rifle. Officers responded to the scene and were ultimately able to determine the cat did not pose any real threat. Reports of an armed cat this morning were unfounded, police said. The cat was given a verbal warning. Do you think that's a joke story or a real story? Um... Sounds a bit silly, doesn't it? It's a joke. Because why would you give a cat a verbal warning? They don't even have language, as far as I know. But also, like, how do, if the police the police shared the photo, I suppose someone must have called the police and said there's a cat up a tree with an automatic rifle. I think it's the police being... Respond to it. That's the police being affable, isn't it? Going, oh, we're affable now. Look at us participating in this humorous story. Lucky yeah. it was a black and white cat. If it was just a black cat, it'd be a very different story. <laughs> cat! Shot dead. <laughs> <laughs> then give him verbal warning. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that, sir. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, though, do you want some more news or do? You... Oh, I love the news. Come on. I've got some. Police warn of pushy, possibly drunk, door-to-door meat salesman. The police in Michigan have warned residents of scruffy men going door-to-door trying to sell meat to residents. Selling meat. Used to be one of the great traditions of our country, Britain. Go to a pub with an armful. Didn't you buy a big, like, didn't you once buy a wagon full of fish off a stranger, Matt? Yes. <laughs> why did, like, so this is a story about a well, meat I, salesman, but why did you buy a wagon full of fish off of a stranger? A man came to my door. Mm. It was freezing. I just, all I remember was how cold I was, which made, which rushed my decision. I see. Right? And, he's, and he was dressed as a fisherman, sort of. <laughs> right? What do you mean he was dressed as a fisherman? Well, he was actually, he was dressed, you know when those people used to come around the pub and sell crab sticks and stuff, yeah. right? And they were nothing to maybe do with the pub. they've got a polystyrene thing with smashed yeah. up ice in it, and then maybe also they sell DVDs and also drugs. Well, I don't know about that. Well, he's a different bloke. Go on, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> this guy came to my door and said, do you like fish? And I said, mm. yes. Who and then I know. And then he said, well, come and look in my van, right? Mm. Now, I was told as a child not to do this. Sort of <laughs> uh, facially, like facially, sort of ruddy. Ruddy. Good. Ruddy, 50 to 60. Trustworthy, ruddy, lovely. Money around. A combination of sort of a chef's outfit and a fisherman's outfit. <laughs> do, you look like, do you look like Captain Birdseye? No. Oh, okay. Because Captain Birdseye was very if hairy. If it was him, I would have spent loads more. Right. Arr, only the best for the captain's table. He shouldn't be having children on that ship. I've said it before and I've said it again. The whole operation was suspicious. Um... So I went and looked in his van, and then I basically... It was fast-frozen fish. So he was saying they catch it, then they fast-freeze it with some method that he went into. And there was two of them, actually. There was someone Did he mention nitrogen? Uh, no. We fast-freeze this with nitrogen. No, he didn't say that. Why were you fooled and hoodwinked? Why did you... How much... It was good... For, well, I spent a lot of... About a hundred and something pounds. I spent a hundred pounds on fishes. <laughs> and he's, and I, he was baffling me with all this stuff. He was going, right, so that's your... I don't know why they can just label the fish, because they're in plastic bags, right? And he was going, that one with a black line through it is hake, or whatever. And so he taught me all this stuff, how to cook it, how to defrost it. And then I just went... It, like, I just, it was as if I'd been... Did, like, you, did you ever see him again? 
No. And also he said, uh, but you know what the mental trick that he used was? He goes, a lot of your neighbours are buying it. Oh, <laughs> over there. Oh, you know the big houses over there? They buy a lot. And I, They're very well to do. Those fellas, they went out and bought themselves a lovely yeah. bit of my hake. Well, I'm just as good as them. <laughs> I'll have yeah. some of your hake. Take a hundred pounds, my man. I did. And then you and tried to make fish soup, didn't you? And it was just a bunch of mush. It fell apart and it was just mush. <laughs> <laughs> he bought bags of mush for a ton <laughs> off of a ruddy stranger. This is Radio X. Russell Brown. Back. Now, that bit where the news got a, a, a jingle over here, that was actually Matt, who's in charge of the whole station. Not Matt Morgan. Um, it, your surname is Devine, is it? Deverson. Deverson. Matt Deverson, he's the boss of this whole station. You may not know this because you're a listener and I've not told you yet, but our boss has been brought in because of last week's show, and I blame some of the swearing... And General Shambles on Noel Gallagher. And I know he'll be listening, Noel. Because of you... You've well done, Noel! Because of you, we've got our boss in here now! <laughs> we've all had to stay behind! Anyway, it was Matt Delevingne who just bloody well pressed the wrong switch all over the news lady. <laughs> <laughs> this is just this show. He pressed the wrong switch and it went on the news lady. Don't you dare blame me for that, pal. I won't have it. I won't have it. Do you want to know if it's me, Alder Snow, or is it me, V, or Colleon? Text 83936. That's a competition that's running to see me in my rebirth tour. Go to uh, russellbrand.com for dates. Choose the ones you want to come to. Matt, what was you going to say, baby? Was going to say something? Got something for me? Because if you... Content? <laughs> Don't talk to me about content. I've got some. This is a tweet from... Uh, oh, it's a text, actually, from Brian uh, from Glasgow. Now, he's commenting on that brilliant cat story where I made a, quite a political joke, actually. Quite a good political joke towards the end where the police didn't shoot a cat because it was black and white. He goes, Russell, they gave the cat a furball warning. Sorry. Brian, Glasgow. Good, good yeah, pun, good, good pun, pun, Brian. Don't apologise to us. Give our love to the Goebbels. We love you, people <laughs> of Glasgow. Uh, then, uh, this is from Emily Heath. She goes, the MMAs, hashtag MMAs, that's Matt Morgan Appreciation Society, not Mixed Martial Arts, but the Matt Morgan Appreciation that's Society. to do with... Oh, that's the VMAs. Yeah, that's those what Wardo used to hope. The MMAs are listening to the show together. Right, so the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society, they're gathered now round a radio, appreciating the hell out of you. And it says this, Does Matt know that babies exist because of people that met through the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society? Oh, that's nice. Wow. You've created life, mate. Well, so people have met through that and then had babies. They've come together right now over you, and I think so that's... So to those children, I'll be some sort of mythical figure. <laughs> In generations, yes, as it becomes muddied by time, they'll say, there was a man. A man brought us together. He was a chosen one, they say. Matt's face, he's beaming at me, smiling at his own <laughs> mythologising. Like, when in movies, they go, the whole prophecy was correct. Yeah. There's a painting, I think it's in Mad Max, and there's an, uh, an ancient Ooh, picture, I love and it's like Mad that. Max. And there's that episode of The Simpsons, where Homer Simpson's a prophet in the sort of a Freemason's pastiche group called the Stonecutters. That's a very good episode. What about the episode where Lisa creates a world? She creates that secret little oh, micro-world. Oh, yeah, that is good, yeah. and like, she's their god. Yeah. And then Bart's the devil. Makes so sense. so, so Matt, Matt is the god, and Russell's the it's devil. It's back on you, it's back on you. Why am I the devil?! Because you are. Right, I like it. <laughs> anyway, a lot of times, Lucifer, what, the angel of light, he represents mirth, mischief, and dynamism. If you were to look at some of the uh, William Blake's engravings based on the book of Job, you would see that it's an archetypal story, how the story of Job is about a man coming away from the text, coming away from scripture, and finding his own personal connection with Yahweh, or God, or the is divinity this from your university within himself. Course. Yep, 
I learned this down at the old schoolio. <laughs> Coming up, it's Woody Olsen. Woody Olsen. One of the main questions we're going to ask him is, why does Winston Wolf, a.k.a. Harvey Cartel, get to use a character from a Quentin Tarantino movie to make money How's for car insurance? Know that? Just because... The Grapevine, man! Do you think? No. The Grapevine! Only know off the grapevine? He'll, 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 even if he did, it's like he's us. not going to tell us. He's just going to be non-committed. Right. I don't know, man. Well, he's going to go. I don't know, man. It's it's complex stuff. That'll be yes. a deal like that. That's Owen Wilson. You just did oh, an impression of. Well, I'm glad to have done an impression. Finally, of someone. done an impression. <laughs> After, ladies and gentlemen, this is a big moment. After many years of trying to do an impression, finally, I've done one. Now, that was seamless. That could have been Chris Miles doing that, couldn't it? Could it? <laughs> can Maybe? we talk about financial dominatrixes? Matthew, we can and shall talk about financial dominatrixes. Don't worry about me learning to become a shaman. Don't worry about the Book I of Job. to learn to become a DJ. I <laughs> <laughs> That's very hurtful, what you just said there. The rise of the financial dominatrix. The internet has made it easier to shop, find recipes, read restaurant reviews, or find a financial dominatrix. Olivia Cox, XX, she's spelled her surname Cox with three X's, helps punish and humiliate beta males financially. That means as opposed to alpha, I suppose. And she has plenty of customers that are happy to pay for the experiences. Customers pay $100 for 20 minutes of contact on Skype or meet her in person across the 450 quid for an hour or 800 quid for two hours. Olivia said one of the most basic services she offers is ignoring, a service where clients pay for access to a webcam so they can watch her, buy gifts for herself online with their credit card. People are paying to watch this. <laughs> A client will pay me to have a session where I sit around ignoring him. Usually I'll be on the phone to girlfriends talking about pathetic beta males. We're beta males, you know that. No. Because the concept of the alpha male... No right, way. We're not alpha males. I am. Beta males... No, if you see no, the you're description of us. a beta male, they're... they're I'm not having they're, that. It's better to be no beta. No one tells me what to do. I'll kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> not an alpha male. <laughs> Isn't it? What's the, what's the definition? Alpha male means there's no one above you, no one between you and the Lord. So Gareth, are you all right, darling? Well, I say I'm a friendly alpha male. <laughs> not alpha male behaviour. You all right, darling? The world's evolved. It's not like now the techniques of being an alpha male is not like, oh, no, I've dragged well, no, a stag into my it, cave. It's like, word. how do you dominate your own destiny? How do you dominate and how control you dominate your own life? Going, You're right, I'm darling. not trying to dominate Gareth. I'm dominating my own life. I'm not being governed by any system. I don't think alpha maledom is about uh, belittling and dominating other people. You can be alpha in your own life, alpha male or alpha female, simply by not being subjugated by a system or by others. I think we're all free. I wouldn't want to have dominion over any of you. I would. I would. But, like, uh, but we're all free personally as long as there's no one this oppressing or controlling us. This is going from a man whose boss is in the room. Last <laughs> 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 week's show. Got, yeah, no one's got any power over me. Is this all right, boss? <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss, do you like that rant where I said about how we should bring down the system and how there's no infrastructure to control or anything? Anything, really? <laughs> Listen, look, while I'm here, I'm at your service. If you need your shoulders rubbed, I'm really part of your body rubbed. If you want a Dr. Christian chest and lower back rub that makes you sort of gargoyle all your own vocal cords. I'll give you one, baby. No, beta males are good. Why? Look, I read a description That's of after alpha. I They're don't funnier. Want to they use humour because they haven't got no. brute strength. I'm not having that. I mean, I love AJ. I love Anthony Joshua. But what I'm saying is, is these days, I mean, he's took it to the top. He's a world champion. You can't argue with that. Mm. But I'm saying there's different arenas. I mean, the most powerful and dominant people in the world aren't going around smashing people in the mouth, are they? They're going around manipulating financial markets, surely. They're going and, around telling other people to smash other people in the mouth. Right, you're probably right. But an alpha male is sort of an outdated thing to be anyway. I don't know why you're so... Look at yeah, well, desperate you are to be an alpha male. I'm clinging on to the idea, aren't I? I'm clinging on to it like a foreskin. I'll be an alpha male with that dainty little jumper on, long it's... hair. 
I don't like what? this archetype of the alpha male that you're putting forward. I mean, if you think about sort of, do- like, what, was Christ an alpha male? Of course he bloody well was. No one but him and the Wasn't? father. Was the prophet Muhammad, could peace be upon his... him, an alpha male? Of course he was. He could, Jesus Mind could have used his powers to, if he was an alpha male, he would have, I don't know, done miracles that were insane. He wouldn't have mm. helped people. No, we, we, of course he would. I mean, that I think we need to look at our, our systems of categorization of what it is to You're be. You're not an leader. alpha male. No one I'm in this country it. will accept <laughs> that. <laughs> that was a point. If you're looking at me on Facebook now, that was a point at an angle that could have been misled in in the 30s in Germany. Look, I'm not an alpha male, mate. You could say all you like, but I, I, surely the concept is if, if you're governed or subjugated by others. I mean, what like what do you mean by it? If you mean are you a potential heavyweight champion, then I will. Reluctantly accept that those oh, days. Oh no! Uh, your BJJ, your the Brazilian B- Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm prepared to say in a situation of physical combat, I would come second. But you know, you don't need. I'm at the other end of the alphabet. But what I'm saying is, is about dominion and control in your other life. G's frantically writing oh, poetry I'm, I'm now. A, I'm an Omega male. Where's that? That's even further down. Yeah, I'm bringing in the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. Maybe we should have a I think you should read the definition. We should get up the definitions of different males. Because we don't know. Because we don't know. And also, honestly, I read it once and I thought... Is an outmo- Beat a male's the best you know, thing to be. No, but I'll tell you what this is like. This is the way... These systems of categorisation are used to create power. Do you remember when we used to be told you've got to eat from the five food groups? There's dairy, there's bread, there's meat, and all that. That was just the shit that... The, excuse my language. That was just the stuff that they could get together and sell people. And all systems of categorisation are used in this manner. Alpha male, beta male, working class, middle class, like a, a Muslim, Jew, Christian. They're just like... No, like you can declare yourself to be whatever you want to, but surely what that is meant by alpha male is leader, not dominator. I mean, like, if you're saying, like, are you odd? No, I'm not odd, but we don't need to get into alpha male to uh, establish that. The definition is is pointless, but you really want to be an alpha male. Yes, please, yes. (laughs) Yes. This pointless definition, which I don't believe in, I will fight to the death (laughs) to be an alpha male. Yeah. We better get on with this financial dominatrix bit. Come on, come on, right. Because we've got to get to a record in a minute. And we've got Woody Arlson coming in here. I know. He's probably an alpha male. Oh, well, well, so what's what's your basis? He would get beat up by Klitschko. Yeah, it's not about who's hardest. So then what is it? It's how you act in your life, right? Mm. And an alpha male, like in a group, like say there was a survival situation, there's six people We're in a island. survival situation. We no. survive. This is one. A very literal one on an island, right? <laughs> I'm on an island. You I'm in a survival situation. Go, right, I'm the boss. You do that. You, do, you would not take on oh, that role. You Alan- would lay there like Alan Bennett. <laughs> Oh, day, day three. Bleak. Shelter in terrible, terrible trouble and difficulty. It's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Well, anyway, this thing, so women are making money. I mean, she gets to buy all, uh, all loads of stuff for herself, and the man Take is Hitler. so kowtowed. Now, Hitler, I mean, you, there was no one in Germany telling that guy what to do, was there? To, and, and Naturally, an alpha male. He's not like... But what if the category isn't explicitly related to leadership and an ability to dominate and not be dominated, then what is the value of the category? It's like saying, like, oh, who's the best patisserie chef? So livid about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you found his weak spot. Yeah, Russell, you're an spot. Olympic champion. Well, I mean, what's the Olympics, really? If I'd have really tried from the age of two <laughs> to be a runner, then I would be it. So, yes, in many ways, I am. <laughs> Go on, carry on with the financial dominatrix. Okay, right. Well. And what about Alexander the Great? Oh, God. Yeah, he definitely was. 
See, well, if the category exists, I want to understand what you. Well, mean anyway, by. no, look, this is the thing. This is like so. These men are alpha in the like. He's got loads of money. Like you're, you're so rich that you could let someone use your credit card for an hour, right? Is for that an alpha time. male or a better male? That's what I'm saying. He would. You'd think he's alpha male because he's got loads of money, yeah. but actually, he's enjoying beta behaviour. That's an expression of uh, self-loathing, I think. To let to have someone mistreat Bizarre. you and get off on it. I'd like. I mean, if I was rich enough to that not to be a harrowing. I mean, you know. I'd like to be the lady that accepts the money. Well, and there speaks an alpha male. Russell Brand. Radio X. X. Noel Gallagher there with High Flying... No, with Oasis, that was, wasn't it? Master Plan, very good record. There we've got Woody Arlson coming up later on the show to talk to us about his worldview, and uh, he's promoting a film also. And also, uh, remember, there's a competition going. If Who am I? Alder Snow... Or am I V.O. Corleone? 83936. Text Rebirth along with your answer to 83936. Rusty Rockets says uh, this lady, Seb's Thought Train. Oh, maybe it's a man, I can't tell. Male and macho males are not the same thing. Russell is an alpha, but not a macho. Mmm. Hello, Russ, Matt and G. You being back on air has made me think about what I've been doing with my life. <laughs> well, I think we're all thinking that, Sophie. No, what I've been doing in the last decade. When I was last listening to you, I was at university studying politics and philosophy. Now I'm a teacher of A-level politics and philosophy. Is that beautifully cyclical or terribly predictable? I think it's beautiful, beautiful and cyclical. You're teaching people now, Sophie. Well done. A decade mm. down the line, we've all moved on. Some of us have deteriorated dreadfully, but you, actually, Sophie, have done rather well. I what must say, according to what I'm reading... Yeah. I sort like well, beating males. Mm. There is there are elements. Yeah. It says Come like on. lacking a father figure raised by their mother. Oh, Russell, <laughs> um, <coughs> omega male. I mean, low to very low levels of social confidence. That's not you, G. Bossy, you're coming in, oh, shouting your mouth off. Articles are written Running in your mouth. Hold on a minute. Yeah, was Jim websites. Morrison an alpha male? That's from Reagan Ward, a listener. I'd say he was. Pretty good, pretty neat. I reckon yeah. he was. Oh, is everybody a man in a little blue suit? Oh, <laughs> turn that path off. <laughs> this is, look at this. Uh, well, this is from alphamale.com, a website. Alpha. You are confident in your own man. You do your own thing and have complete confidence in everything you do. I don't have complete confidence in everything I do. You have, you have your self-doubts. Oh, thank God. But you don't let it cloud your judgment and logic. Oh, I do. You are well-liked by almost everyone. Okay. <laughs> and you just have an easy charm and swagger about your presence. I do have that. Women are drawn to your charisma and presence. Oh, I like this. You enjoy being social and having lots of people around. Oh, I don't oh, like you that do at all. Not. I'm very la- I'd like That's to be the just at home. You. you are a natural leader. Beta, you're kind of shy and introverted and not very confident. Amiga, you're the opposite of that. You're not like this. Gamma, you're the invisible guy. Sigma, you're a manipulative mastermind. Oh, I like this guy, Sigma. Oh, you of him? Found him. You're a spider waiting to lay your trap. Remember spiders, don't put them outdoors, don't put them indoors, leave them alone from last week's show. You're getting ready to lay your trap. You possess a cunning, intuitive mind. You can sway people with your will. You don't have the casual swagger of the Alpha or the Amiga, but you do have a clever presence. Look, I don't agree with this system. You're that. That's anyway. you. What, a manipulative spider, spider person? Hold on, let me have a look at me on Facebook Live. No, come on, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they got rid of that photograph. No, but I, what I want to say is all those websites, the ones that have first come up, mm. are, are called things like, you're an alpha, be an alpha. So they're completely flawed in the, what they say, because alpha male is just like the only one to be on their list. But the I mean, thing I read was just saying, you know, beta, 
is better because you're sort of... You're it depends not... what you want from life, I suppose, doesn't well, I suppose, it? But... And what are these systems of categorisation? What is language itself? All these systems of signs and signifiers are very much limited and require a degree of consensus and for us all to understand and agree on the terms and what they also, actually mean. There is a, a thing where you're different personalities in, in different situations. Right? Yeah. So you, I, I could be an alpha in certain groups, right? Yeah. And then in other Hypochondria groups. support group, for example. <laughs> you're going to rise to the... You're the cream <laughs> the of the crop. Of you rise to the top. <laughs> yeah. But like, say we're on this Larry, desert there's island. There's nothing wrong with your leg. Oh, it is. My knee is buckling. I'm gone like jelly downstairs. I don't think I'd want to be bossed around on that island that you were sending us to in your imagination. No, but you, like, I watched a really good survival program last mm. night, right? And it, mm. it, and you just see that... If you was with Bear Grylls, you've got to go, Bear, just take this one over. Well, only because he has got the knowledge, but also you realise how people flourish or sort of rise to the top and the p the people who initially take charge are generally useless and they're going to get fail. killed and the the people are sort of quiet and sit back a bit stalin. and watch the thing yeah mm. stalin lenin it's stalin and lenin oh there again it's the winter palace it's getting stormed it's anastasia Did where we did wrap she up go financial dominatrices we did not actually because we got dreadfully sidetracked because you hurt my fragile eggshell ego <laughs> <laughs> exploded into a ego <laughs> yeah but that's probably ego is probably what it's about it's probably one of the great the uh dominant tra dominating traits of the alpha fragility <laughs> But, but what's behind it? I think whatever you're exhibiting is uh, it's motivated by some internal force, some internal uh, mechanism. Come on, let's go with this financial bloody dominatrix, shall we? What's your problem with the lady? I haven't got a problem with her. A client can pay me to have a session where I sit around and ignore him. Olivia says she spent a number of years building a career for herself in the unique subculture of Findom. I'm very stringent about vetting my new clientele. In saying this, it certainly is a profitable industry. Just like any profession, there's good with the bad. In Olivia's case, the bad often comes when a customer's trying to get their money back. I've noticed a lot of clients experience buyer's remorse after a heavy draining session. You would, because the minute you've you would. relinquished whatever it was that was motivating you to do that, once you've finished, as it were, you would feel like, oh my God, I've just spent a fortune. I don't think that, I don't once think you've spent your watch, you're going to feel bloody awful. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, that's across mm -hmm. the board. There you go, baby. But I don't Keyboard. think that's involved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, it, that is involved. I, I think it's non-sexual. Although her name is Olivia Cox with three X's. Yeah, triple X Coxie. Like, did you see that documentary called Tickle Me Pink or whatever it was called about tickled, people that got off tickled. getting tickled? Did I tell you to watch that? No, did you watch it? Did it you was called Tickle. Yeah, I said I said. No, I told, told you, you, mate. No, I alpha male right from the top of a pyramid. I goes, I command you <laughs> to watch Tickle Me. Dandy boy. <laughs> alpha noble. And watch Tickled. Behold, I looked across the plane. That is weird, that film. Yeah, it's, it's a documentary like about... Tickled. So someone got a message. No, someone got sent a video. I don't know. Like, it's, yeah, watch it. There's a subculture get, of people that like getting tickled and get off on it. Now I tried yeah, to. They were using it as a sort of blackmail. Like it gets really. Dark. Well, they got they got young heterosexual men who didn't particularly know what they were participating in to go in these videos where they get tickled by another guy and they film it as if it's an Olympic sport and they, obviously it has some sort of sexual element to it and it was being run by one of those Spider-Man masterminds yeah. behind the scenes who was getting off on it. Now I tried a bit of tickling in my own love life. It made me like shriek and whinny like a. Stallion. Well, perhaps a male. <laughs> Shriek and win it, and then you change that. <laughs> oh, that don't sound very alpha. I'd um, better change it to a more I've sexy never animal. I've tickling. I don't think it's... 
Uh, Could you, are you able to sit through a good tickling and not react to it? Because I find it very tricky, like, to just, like, cut yourself off. Remember I once won a competition for eating chilli on the internet? It's called Hot Wings or Hot Ones or something like the, that. This is the one alpha like thing you've ever done. Like an alpha male would. Yeah, I, I was on about this a lot. Yeah, Gus reminds me a lot about when I won that contest for what eating chilli. You, you have to eat the hot... It gets... I mean, they're eat, really hot, aren't they? I had to eat piping hot chilli spices to win a contest, and by Jove, I did it. And I used my spiritual powers to detach myself from my own tongue, which I bet some listeners are wishing I'd do right now. <laughs> we got Woody Harlson coming up, but before that, have you ever considered buying some stuff? Russell Brand Radio that was some adverts there. Now, we're closing those competition lines uh, to get tickets to see me in Rebirth, wherever you want to. The winner was, uh, the, the answer to the question was, did I play Vito Corleone in the Godfather films, or was that, in fact, Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando, depending which Corleone. one? Oh, listen, won't, won't you just let me nothing. say surnames in peace? <laughs> Don't you dare show me up like that in front of Woody Arson. That's what I will ask you. Uh, did, or did I play Alder Snow in a couple of films? The answer is, of course, Alder Snow. Now, the winner is a man called Matthew Henderson. You're from Durham. We had a lot of correct answers. I'm very sorry for those of you that didn't win. It doesn't diminish my love for you. I don't want you to feel bad about yourselves. But the winner was that fella. You can come and see me when you want to. Get in touch with us. We'll sort you out with tickets. <coughs> now, we've had uh, some cards here. Each of us had a card from the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. Uh, uh, who are they? That, uh, well, Rachel Gillies and Sam Cobb, they're members. And these other people, they actually sign as the MMA. They're like, they're like a sort of a... I mean, I hesitate to use the word countercultural terror organisation. But uh, I am going to use it. Hello, Russ. We effing love you. From Russell Brand's Got Issues, that was a crazy time, to Rebirth. We've been loyal followers. We've been sat here with our coats on, waiting for the revolution. Please hurry up. <laughs> Keep doing everything you're doing. I'm at university learning about religion and global politics. I estimate it's going to take... A little while, because I'm really, <laughs> I'm struggling in that class, let me tell you. There's a lot of things I don't fully understand just as yet. Now, Woody Arlson is five to ten minutes late, which would have been no good in that film that he made, because he made some sort of a live film, as a matter of fact. And if he'd have one been... Shot. Yeah, one, was it, is that what it's called, mate? No, it's called Lost in London. Lost, all <laughs> oh, right, Lost in London. It was made in one shot. Oh, one shot. You get one shot. Now, this new movie in one shot. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of it. So this fellow, he gets one shot, which is actually what he did when he scored with that goal in my contest that I'd set up. And he went first time every time, and then he scored that thing. Which it's actually... It's hard to um, say the people who are in this film. Go on. all their names are sort of the same. I'm Owen Wilson, say, Willie Nelson. Owen Wilson, Willie Nelson. That's hard to say. Yeah, it does sound like CC. Say Woody Harrelson, Owen Wilson. Woody Harrelson, Willie Nelson, Willie Wilson. <laughs> now, don't be a silly Billy Willie. And Owen, stop going over there. Owen Wilson, will, will you tell Owen Wilson and Willie Nelson to, to tell Woody Harrelson to stop being so silly, son? <laughs> yeah, it must have been terrible to be the first AD on that job. It's been oh very God. hard work shouting and hollering on all of that. <laughs> Hip bones are a new cleavage, or are they? Now, I've been learning about shamanism. I had a couple of shamans come round my house and teach me it. They were called Jay and Kestrel. They themselves were a couple. Jay and Kestrel. I met them in Glastonbury, obviously. Right. Not at the Glastonbury Festival, which I wouldn't go to, because as you know, I'm a shy man. I'm a, a shy, shy meek man down the end of the alphabet, <laughs> pushing my scribble back up the pipe. And, uh, and, but I met these, <laughs> I met these uh, shamans, and they were a lovely bunch, a lovely pair. They'd done some, you know, healing and all that kind of stuff. What did they do? Put their hands over me and did some burping. <laughs> 
Right, but what? the burping's getting out rid of the evil energies, of course. They burp out your evil. <laughs> yeah, you should have heard it. It was like Charge of the Valkyries. <laughs> it went on for hours. They were belching away for ages, they were. But then, like, I wanted to learn about all the symbolism and the potencies of various British trees and whatnot, because a lot of paganism comes from Celtic religion. A lot of this, you know, essentially it's totemic belief in the land, belief in the power of uh, different trees and animals and their practical. emblematic power. It's yeah, nice to know. It's practical. It's like it's about farming and stuff as well. A lot of it is quite practical and about farming. I wasn't interested in that. I said, tell me the mystical stuff. Tell me that. Like the power how are they, of the how, what are they, how are they shaman? I suppose what any mystical shaman is... The outfits? Possibly. No, well, I don't know. But, like, they seemed all right to me, mate, and I loved them. And what I think is, like, isn't shamanism that you can go between levels, that there are different levels of consciousness? There's this material level of consciousness that's sort of governed by consensus and, and agreed terminologies and linguistics, and then there's probably other ones where if you do enough drugs, you can see all sorts of stuff drugs are bad. You can sort of, like, get in tune with different realms, or through meditative practice, you can start to experience different realities that might not be ascertainable and obvious. For example, what's going on in the cosmos? Maybe you can get to that through meditation. Or what are the energy? How much did they charge life. you? It was expensive, Matt. <laughs> I must have spent over 500 acorns on that, on that clap trap. Did you pay them? Yeah, there was money to change hands. There you go, that's yeah, what but, it is. But, but, but yeah, did their surname have a Financial X? dominatrix. <laughs> yeah. They shame and dominatrix to me. No, I really liked Jay and Kestrel. They're really nice people, actually. I bet they really liked you as they <laughs> ran off in their little bag of money. <laughs> Giggling off in their rabbit Back slippers. To Glastonbury. <laughs> They're homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I was hoodwinked? You're always thinking I'm getting hoodwinked by hucksters. Oh, Do you they think I get burped hood- evil out of you? No, they weren't hoodwinked. Well, that's easy for you to say. But what you say? Just leave the evil in there unburped. Burp it out. I say, get Does it, it all out. Any different afterwards? Just poorer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think they was good shamans, Jay and Kestrel. They taught me all about the powers of the trees and what they symbolically mean. And Do they sell fish as well? Oh, listen. <laughs> I don't know when you... Where, I don't know who hurt you or what made you so cynical. I don't know what's happened to you, boys. Who broke your heart to make you so sceptical about my giddy schemes? What, um, what do you mean they taught you about the tree? How long were they there? As. No, I, I did it once a week for a while, learning about shamanism. Really? I learned about the runes. I learned about ancient pagan languages that existed before the monotheistic faiths and all of that kind of stuff. Do magic tricks? Actually, I can probably raise up the dead, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see if it still works after the vasectomy. Now, Woody Arlson will be here soon. and and uh, But before that, we were going to listen to a record, as a matter of fact. Oh, are we going to really listen to a record? People, some people want to listen to a record. Hi, Russell. I think you are an alpha male, says Luke Gray, friend of the show. You fought your dad in a boxing match. You dressed up as a baby and got spanked on the bottom. That's a bit beta. I remember when Matt got scared and wiped his bum on an airplane. That doesn't sound very often. Now, what Luke's done there is he's made a catalogue of events that have been happening on our decade-long radio relationship uh, to, uh, to, uh, to sort of bolster my ego. But then there's this person here who's just got their text number, which I won't read out because it'll be accessible. But they say, Matt would become leader in a balanced culture. I would follow him in Viking land. Russell would kill bears and G would talk to the stars. Hmm. I wouldn't kill bears because, uh, well, my dog's called Bear for a kickoff. And also, uh, I'm a big fan of the bears. So thirdly, it's probably a bloody hard thing to do. They're quite yeah, hard, aren't they? Terrifying things. I'd give them a wide berth, most likely. Mm. I would want the role of the shaman. That's what I would want. All right, should we have a little listen to a record and wait for Woody? Is he, near, is he nearby? <laughs> yeah, he'll be here in a minute, won't he? He's probably listening to this. He's probably furious with you, some of the rubbish you've been going on about. Russell Brand Radio. X. That was Kasabian with a record that they made with each other called Empire. We've been joined on this radio show after trailing it for some time now 
Woody Arson. Woody, Woody, welcome to the show. Thanks for thanks for coming oh, on. Thank you very much. What a privilege to be here. It's, a, it's an actual real privilege to... It really is. I gotta say, dude, I've been watching you for so long. When I first met you, mm. I, I, you were doing that movie. That's right. And someone just said, this is a funny guy, you know, he's really good. I didn't really know anything about you, and I, I came to watch you. Uh, I guess these things aren't really... Um, yeah, do you want to... Uh, the, the, are those headphones distracting you, Woody? Well, I just can't hear anything because... I we can turn that... Yeah, I mean, take them off the if they're mix, bothering you. I, I hadn't, uh, you know... Because I think you were about to give me so a compliment, so it's a difficult yeah. time oh, for you to get go. distracted. Okay, I can hear now. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Right. That was the worst time to get distracted. Don't, don't get distracted when you're on the precipice <laughs> of something kind. <laughs> So uh, that was when I came over and saw you. Uh, you were uh, y you did a funny bit about it later. And, That's right. Uh, I watched that, but uh, so I didn't really know who you were or the you know what legend you were. Thank in you. This, Thank in, you. And and so it was. Uh, it's since then that I've really watched. I don't know. I've I've watched about a million things online. Honestly, about you. yeah. Because even when I if I go to YouTube. It automatically gives me a bunch of Russell Brand because it thinks it? I'm going to... What a fine system. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just automatically yeah, tells automatically. you. This is really nice. Uh, I didn't expect you to be so complimentary because what I recall of our first meeting, Woody, is that I was playing a game. It's sort of like, I'm an only child, so I spent a lot of time in solitude as a boy and I continue to crave solitude and, in fact, feel quite at ease in solitude. And I was making that movie. There was, like, you know, Jason Segel and Mila Kunis and lots of sort of big stars there. And I remember you were hanging out with Ed Norton. I was quite nervous, as a matter of fact. And so I spent my time, and I'm not that long been off drugs and alcohol, so that made me even less sociable. So I was playing a football game alone in my room, kicking a beach ball through a hoop, and I just remember, like you, sort of crossing a grass lawn, walking, may I say uninvited, into my personal <laughs> space, and like uh, having one shot of kicking the beach ball through the hula hoop, you said, first time every time, kicked it through the hoop straight away, and then went <laughs> off again like a cowboy. It's, the, the memory stayed with me, and in fact, yeah, I've written about it, I've, I've rinsed the memory for content. <laughs> I mean, still to the this day, a decade later, I'm still using it. So, what are your memories of that moment? Do you remember it at all, even? <laughs> uh, I don't remember kicking the ball. I, you know, Why? It, it sounds logical <laughs> to me that I would have kicked it right through first time. But um, <laughs> <laughs> very impressive. But what I I do remember, I, I had a good talk with you. You were because you were into yoga. I think Ashtanga is. Mm, that's right. And. Uh, you were, uh, like you say, off drugs and everything, mm. and that was, uh, I was just looking at that like a full odyssey, the full <laughs> odyssey was. of it, you know, like, because uh, I wasn't quite there with that idea. How are you um, now on that front, if you don't mind my asking? Um, uh, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> you made a strange, you made a... Uh, no, oh, here's, oh. The, here's the truth. I quit smoking pot a year ago. Well done. Uh, but I, oh. I uh, alcohol still beguiles me. It beguiles you. Is it a problem for you, or is it all right? Well, it's only a problem when I drink. You got to pack it in, then, mate. <laughs> so I thought you were in healthy stuff. You've come in here with like looks pretty healthy, but every, no, you know, and it's not every. I don't drink every night, but I do drink, you know, once or twice a week. Is it all right when you do drink? You don't go on a rampage or do anything crazy when you're drinking. But I tend to drink too much. Right. And also, I remember, you know, it's another thing I've been rinsing for content, is you and Ed Norton climbed out. We, went, we were in Hawaii, and it's a, a tourist attraction where you could go in and be submerged aquatically in a cage and w witness as sharks come up to you. Now, you, and I believe Ed Norton, and a photographer called Glenn, who was a lovely bloke, all got out of the shark cage... Uh, making yourself accessible to these carnivorous sea beasts. Now, that seems to me like a man who shouldn't drink. 
<laughs> Certainly not while you're scuba diving with sharks. No. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. doing that? Yeah, I re- that that is lodged in my memory. So you remember that more than no? It really, football, it wasn't quite as. Because uh, <laughs> 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 I remember looking at those sharks in the eyes and thinking, I've never seen that before. Like you could see in them the ancient predatory energy, their cold black eyes staring deep within you to be looked at something that's like, I'll just eat you. <laughs> It was a weird experience, and I've been working on that look ever since then. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I've that been trying to do it. Woody, you're here. Like the, the, In the modern world, people have to promote films. There's no point complaining about that, because this film of Woody's actually sounds good. It's called Lost in London. Is it one of them, You made it in one shot. Is that true, really? That is true. Why have you got to look at your phone? You're consulting it for uh, details, because I've got uh, loads of details here. I can help turning, you. Turning it off. All oh, right, fair enough. Turning it off, sir. Fair enough, mate. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So this film you've done... You made it all in one shot. You just rampaged around London. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of prep to it. It wasn't mm. just, let's roll the camera and see what happens. <laughs> but uh, we, we did like a couple of months of uh, of rehearsals, and it was very, you know, intensely choreographed. But, mm. I, but I have to say, it was a very heavy, intense experience for me because a lot of stress. Uh, I wrote it, too. And oh, did you? Produced it as well, and so there was a lot of, uh, a lot at stake, but... I really love how it turned out. Sometimes I think as an actor that many of the challenges of uh, making a film is that it's repetitive, it can be tedious, time spent in a trailer, and you feel disconnected from the creativity that makes acting fun. So I I wondered if doing something like that, where it's all shot in one take, while you say it's stressful and difficult, did it not reignite your passion for acting and make you feel, oh my God, this is like creating a reality? Well, it definitely, you know, it gave me a lot of excitement, certainly on the night. uh, You know, we shot it in 99 minutes and simultaneously live-streamed it into 500 cinemas in the United States. Wow. Wow. Which had never been done. So it was was really the merging, my dream of merging theater and film. Brilliant. Were you able to stay fully in the moment of making the film, or did the anxiety of knowing it was being streamed to 500 cinemas take you out of your connection? There was a couple moments where I needed to pop myself back <laughs> into the moment, uh, you know, because I'd noticed something that wasn't quite right. Uh, I, the camera should have been over here or, the, the you know, uh, an actor. Well, there's one moment. There's one big, Was it Owen Wilson? Did he make a mistake or Willie Nelson? Because it seems like was, you've, you've cast your mistakes. film from potheads. So some of, <laughs> some of the world's great drug users <laughs> queuing up. Like, possibly not. I don't know their realities. I don't know their realities. But, like, uh, which one of them was not on their mark? <laughs> it wasn't Willie. Willie did great. Did he? Uh, it's his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Buddy yeah, Willie. Yeah, well done, mate. Yeah. He's, he's good being in. He's, he uh, cracked he, on him. He's good incredible, man. He walks into his... He has a little place he calls Django's where he gambles and such. And he walks in there and he has a speed bag. You know, uh-huh. up above Is he good on head. it? Yeah, like a boxing speed bag. He walks in and he takes his leg and just pops it with his leg. Like literally brings it back and slaps it against the speed bag and then just keeps walking. And he's 84 years old. He's he's spry. He's a spry man, the yeah. red-haired stranger. I think we're calling him. <laughs> right, we've got to listen to some adverts now, Woody, due to the nature of modern consumerism and capitalism. I totally, I totally get it, dude. I've tried to dismantle it. It's very challenging. <laughs> so it turns out there's a lot of infrastructure in place that's required. So we're going to just listen to these adverts. Then there's going to be more Woody Harrelson telling us about the realities of making this film. And also, I might get some acting advice as well, because I could frankly do with some. Russell Brand. Radio. 
We're back here on Radio X. You're listening to me, Russell Brand, and with Matt Morgan. I'm with Mr. G. And most important, well, not most importantly, we're all human beings with rights, but no, one of us is a movie star. It's Woody Harlson. Woody Harlson's here. And if you don't believe us, you can look at Facebook Live and prove it, because you know me, I'm a very versatile actor. For all we know, I was playing the part of Woody Harlson in that scene, <laughs> and you would never know. So go to Facebook Live and you can see Woody Harlson actually Does here. it annoy you, Woody, that he can't pronounce your name, even though he knows what it is? Harlson, Woody Harlson. Yeah, no, oh, it is kind of Harlson. <laughs> He yeah, can't yeah. even pronounce his own bloody name, Arlson. God love him. Arlson. <laughs> I, Arlson, Woody Arlson. It's better my way, I think. I'm better. Look, yeah. come on, I want to promote this film of Woody's, because I think it sounds good. One take, one shot, that's all you got. A bit like uh, Eminem, when he says that thing, when he's angry, you've got one shot. So you start off, now did things go wrong when you're doing that? Yeah, some things went wrong, some minor things went wrong, but one major thing went wrong. <clears throat> uh, an actor didn't come into a scene, and there's three... There's only three actors in that scene, and he was the one driving it, so it was a bit of a... Was he? I gotta say, it was pretty uh, painful for a bit. How it, did you get around it? How'd you... Like a long time, I, I gotta say. How'd you get around a challenge like that? The actor don't come. Did you sort of like drop stuff like, oh, I wonder when uh, Hank will be here? Well, yeah, we had to do a little bit of shuffle, bob and weave, but uh, uh, what's cool is that we've shown it now. Uh, last night in Brighton was the fifth time we've shown it, and uh, I've asked and nobody got mm. where, where the mistake was. Mm. Whether well, it was more than one, luckily. But what uh, did it do? Add to the duration while you were going. Oh, I expect any minute there'll be a drug dealer <laughs> might turn up. You mother- <laughs> where is he? <laughs> like that. You just you did you did stuff like that, but it, you managed to mask it because in doing this project, Woodley, you were dancing with chaos. You're inviting chaos into the process and perhaps with so much media and so much art, the magic is processed out of it. You don't allow the muse in. You don't allow the chaos in. You've invited the chaos in. Was it a positive thing to do? Would you do more stuff like it? Well, it was... uh, There was a serious... uh sleep deprivation issue I, I just noticed my smoothies a little bit on my nose and oh, I thought that was a cut this, uh, no, no that's just it was right on the bridge of your nose spirulina um, <laughs> <laughs> that's Woody Harlson he comes in with spirulina on his face it's bukkake it spirulina like it did look like a boxing cut it looked like a sort of a bridge of the nose wound from fighting so I didn't say anything in case uh, <laughs> agitated you we've been talking about alpha males before you came in and we we're <laughs> assuming that you are one so like we didn't want to antagonise you in case it came to a fight I'm I'm a beta male in alpha frame, but Ooh, no. Uh, to get back to uh, hello, now you got me in the mix. Wow, <laughs> alpha male in a beta frame. Put that in the poem. G summarizes the show with a poem at the end, and uh, that'll be in it. I oh, hope. sweet. Yeah, we're creative people. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a very uh, creative man. Beta self-declared Amiga man. A what? Amiga. That's way down the alphabet. That's not even something we want to toy with, that. <laughs> Amiga, man. Yeah, like Alpha, Beta, Amiga. I Amiga was like bringing in the Armageddon, that kind of stuff. No, not from what yeah. I heard. No, it sounded terrible. Look, Stupid Amiga, no Mal. You're sat in the corner, nervously thumbing your nub. <laughs> <laughs> you don't turn up on time for your as-live movie experience. So what else happened? You, you invited the muse of chaos into it. This, now, look, come on, let's do the proper promotion bit. Yeah. It's being shown around this country that we're in now, called the UK, various times today, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's being shown today at three and seven, and and uh, the, it's all with Picture House. I I went straight to the theaters as opposed, which I love the Picture House because people kind of trust Picture House and their mm. cool, beautiful theaters. And then uh, it's fo- so the first, which is Monday through Thursday, we're showing it uh, once an evening in uh, Central Picture House. If if people want to go check that out, and then. Uh, 
after that, starting the 5th, again, for like three or four days, we're showing it, um, you know, just in various locations around London. And you can go to picturehouse.com if you Go to picturehouse.com and learn yeah. where it is. Because this is the sort of thing I would enjoy. Was it expensive to make a film like this, or does it make more economic sense to make a film in one take like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought to myself, this will be pretty cheap, but, uh-huh. uh, no, wasn't cheap, didn't work Why? Because of all the prep? Way. Uh, yeah, all the prep still, you still gotta, you know, pay all the people for that duration. It'd be like the same duration of a movie, you what, know? For, what, because you have to have all of the crew have to be, did the, yeah. were the crew alright? Was the sound okay, crew, no booms in shots? phenomenal. Uh, the, the sound actually was the hardest component because right up to the very end, I was sure it was gonna be a disaster. Uh, the, the night before, we lost the live feed. We were doing a run through, and we lost the live feed for 40 minutes, oh. which, you know, the, the following night would have been a disaster. But then uh, also the sound thing, particularly, there's like four or five vehicles in this and in the, in the vehicles, in the cars. Now, you're adding you a syllable really... to the word vehicle there, so that's why... You cut off a, sen- a, vi- a syllable out of your name. name. You've yeah. moved it into vehicle. <laughs> from Arlson. He's floating over to vehicle. A-R-L. L-S-O-N. <laughs> this film is a Woody Arlson vehicle. <laughs> I get it, I get it. So, like, yeah, go on. So you lost the feed for 40 minutes. If that had happened in the real thing, you'd have had to have just blacked yeah. it and gone back to the beginning it, or that something. That would have been oh. terrible. And, al- and also, there were various sound issues where they just it wasn't coming through. But it all got miraculously fixed by the night of the, you know, the following night. So... Thank you. So how do, how do the makeup team work? Like, mm. like when, when you're, is it scheduled that like when someone's slightly off camera, they just get dabbed with loads of makeup and then go back on camera again? Yeah, well, prior to starting, they did most of the makeup, and <clears throat> there was some makeup, uh, without giving away anything, that had to happen. Yeah, while, there must have been a bit of violence. The, you know, while it was going on. Yeah. yeah, there was a little bit of violence, must have been. so you had to... Uh, That's yeah, what like the blood and everything like that. <laughs> Look at what a producer's had to hold up, Woody. What's the film about? That's like the most basic question in journalism. Woody, may I ask That's you? That's good, you keeping him on point with that. What is the film about? <laughs> well, it really had to do with the night that I had in London uh, years ago that was one of the worst nights of my life, and I thought it would be oh. great to forget it, but it just kept lingering in my mind. And later, even though there wasn't a laugh on the night, I thought, this could be funny, you know? And uh, this is a comedy, by the way. Owen, ah, Owen Wilson's in it. As he's well, well funny. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it you know it turned out great. The cast is just phenomenal. I I think all of these guys are are amazing actors. And uh, what happened on this terrible night that you didn't think was funny at the time, but you subsequently thought could become comedic? What happened to you, mate? Well. Among other things, I, <laughs> I ended up, uh, I was on the outside, and then suddenly I was on the inside. You, you got know? swept into a drama? Yeah? You got swept into a drama? You got swept into I a scenario? I got swept into a little scenario. Uh-oh. <laughs> mm. I went to jail. Oh! Yeah. Oh, no, that's not fun. You got, you got nicked in the UK. In the UK. Better than American police, though. You've been arrested uh, in America, surely, have you? I have. <laughs> I, like, you're cuffed behind the back in America, the car seat's smaller in the back. If you're going to be arrested, this is a good country to be arrested in, particularly yeah, as sure. a white person, I if mean, I may say. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you're totally right. I, uh, as as Oresco, it was very, uh, they were polite. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Arlson, sir, if you want mind coming this way, you, you can, so whatever you do say may be used against you in a court of law. Must say, loved you in cheers. Not so much natural-born killers, where you were a lawless, reckless vigilante, 
but cheers, bloody good stuff. <laughs> Particularly the uh, Vegemite advert where you had that veggie drink. That was my favourite cheers. <laughs> uh, veggie Boy, that's what that was called. But if you're, you have to be quite a cheers yeah, fan to yeah. remember that. Um, memory. Yeah, no, I loved it. So, like, um, go on then, mate. You got nicked here in the UK. What Did it happen in London? What'd you do? Or do well, you not want to ruin the surprise of the film? Yeah, we don't want to ruin the surprise of the film, but... Uh, it's got to be drugs. You know, it's got to be drugs. I had some... I had just had some troubles, as mm. you do have, as you... You've had troubles. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I've been fine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, also there was some trouble with my wife, and it, all in all, it was a brutal, brutal night. And uh, so I, I decided to start writing about it. And I got to say, it's been very cathartic just to, mm. you know, get it out there. And the response has been great. We showed it in Edinburgh and, uh, well and uh, Liverpool and York good. and Cambridge and then last night in Brighton. And so the Show response, it in Leicester if you want good, good points for pronouncing British cities properly. <laughs> and without saying Leicester, how Americans <laughs> often do. Woody, I'm glad that you were able to turn that traumatic experience into art, which seems to me something you've been mercurially you. doing throughout your career. You're a fantastic actor. Thanks for coming on the show. Even though you remember experience of swimming live with sharks more than playing football alone with a solipsistic <laughs> weirdo. Woody Harlson has been fantastic to have you on the show. Now, we summarise this show, don't we? Not using conventional forms, but using poetry. Some say poetry is the language of truth. The poet laureate of the show now, Mr G, will take us out. Using summary, G, it's over to you. Okay, this poem's called The Balance of Power. Has it ever occurred to you that maybe me and Matt might be illusions in Russell's mind? The result of eating too much grass, pressing those buttons yet undefined. Who holds the balance of power? Who holds the balance of terror? Our self-destruction seems mutually assured amidst this comedy of our errors. Spring is in the air, embarrassed bodies come out to play, but our minds are dominated, rendering us all darling buds of May. If the beaters meet Amigas, will alpha friends have their say? Are the fishermen at your door tickling in your wisdom with dismay? The essence of all value means that it's a sign but to the few. Yet societies, when appreciated, can recreate life anew. Shamanic energy draws the line between the physical and the spiritual. First time every time, dancing with the chaos of life's miracle. So yes, indeed, me and Matt may just exist within Russell's mind. One poetical, one comedic, balanced on Radio X combined. This is Radio X. Russell Brand.